since when Hurricane Wilma happened. Yeah. It was the first time I ever had to be in a hurricane shelter. And I remember seeing all of these fucking um, McDonald's customers that were there and they knew me from there. And this woman who had been mean to me for so many years was just one of the people also in the shelter. And I remember just like thinking like, you know, you're just as fucking weak as the rest of us. Do all beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and wasabi special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and wasabi special Take two. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Survivor. No, wrong again. Ari. Welcome to Ari Shaver's Skeptic Tank. That's it. I'm Ari Shaver. Episode 247, and it is a good one. The last one for the year. With a New Yorker named Mike Lawrence. He's been on this podcast before. Really funny guy. He goes on at midnight all the time. You might know him from that uh, or his album, uh, which is available now on iTunes. I was at the recording at Meltdown Comics. And um, he's finally in. He was, a, he was a guy who frustrated me because he was a guy who worked hard and he was funny and he couldn't get ahead. Um, and now he's finally like in. He was writing for an E! show for a little while and now he's writing for Amy Schumer's show, Inside Amy Schumer uh, with Metzger. So I finally feel like he's part of the system now so I don't have to worry about him anymore. Next up, Mike, Mark Norman and Joe, Joe List. Let's get them. Oh, and Mike Vecchione. Let's get them away from failing and into succeeding so they don't have to worry about it anymore. Sean Patton, too, I guess. Man, there's like 50 of them now that I think about it. <sighs> anyway, uh, so this episode, episode 247, Mickey D's. It's all about McDonald's. I've been wanting to do this podcast with Mike for, um, for over a year. Um, I've been busy. He's been busy. And then I don't know. He, he left for L.A. for a while. But now he's back writing for that show, and so I got him. And it was a good one. You guys, you're going to love it. Episode 247. It's the last one for the year. I'm out till the end of the year, unless I do a, like a, a one of those movie ones, spoiler alert episodes, then this is it. Because, you know, Christmas week, nobody listens. New Year's week, nobody listens. By the way, in the meantime... If you want a piece of me, so I'm going to do this on Twitter. The episodes, the weeks I don't, I don't release an episode, I will tweet out some other podcast that I was on. So it's not exactly the same thing, but at least it's half. You're at least getting the hosts of this show uh, in another environment. So it's not completely different. This week, I did Judy Gold's podcast and uh, Ralph Sutton and Big J's podcast, known as The SDR Show. Um, so those are both out. I tweeted them both. Or you can always listen to Punch Drunk Sports with me, Jason Tebow, and Sam Tripoli, which is every Tuesday, and that's also done for the year. All right, so here's the deal also. You can get, uh, if you go to my merch page, you can get 25% off everything in the store. Everything till the end of the year. 25% off everything. People have been buying a lot of it. My next tour is called the End of the Road Tour. This year was the Do Mushrooms Tour. Next year is the End of the Road because that's it. I'm done with the road after that. Just added Madison, Wisconsin. Um, maybe I'll make a stop in Appleton before that. 
Um, Denver, Vancouver, Indianapolis, Tempe, all on there. But if you want in New York, I mean in Los Angeles, I'm leaving. I'm leaving New York on Monday, so I won't be here anymore. I'm switching apartments with Matt Fulcheron, who's got to be a better roommate than, I mean, house guest than 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 Louis Gomez or Dave Smith. Nick Cody, by the way, wonderful. Left me some fucking scotch. Cleaned everything. <laughs> anyway. Um, so if you want, use the code end of the road and get 25% off everything in my merch store. 25% off. Use the code end of the road. I think it's all caps and one word. That fucking cap shit and one word stuff. We got to figure that out. It's a society, you guys. It's too much. Oh, this code isn't working. This password's not working. Oh, did your caps lock? Oh, the first word. His caps. Yeah. You should be able to get to the point where you're like, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Oh, end of the road. I accidentally made it four words. Now I don't get a discount. No, that's bullshit. Anyway, use one word. We're not there yet. Um, but this episode I'm excited about. It's everything you want to know about McDonald's. Mike used to work there. Mickey D's. For like years, he worked there. Not just like, you know, part-time job on the way to something else. Like he was... A McDonald's employee to his core. And we talked all about it. If there's anything else you wanted to know about McDonald's, we covered it. We didn't cover the ingredients of the of the beef because he doesn't know it. He was just an employee. I know it. 43% cardboard, 26% uh, mesothelin. That's where I got stumped after the first fucking cardboard, and then I got stumped, huh? Come on, Ari. You're supposed to be a comedian. Oh, by the way, January 6th. So that's my new hour. It's in the belly room at 10 o'clock. Comics, don't come if you're a comic. I'm just running it. Comics, just watch me in the original room another time. Uh, $10 tickets, though, so if you want to come, come. Um, I'm mostly just running it for my agent and manager so they don't think that I'm not ready to do a new special yet. (laughs) Everybody tries to stop you. Everybody tries to stop you. Say, no, how can you do this? You haven't even seen the stuff. Every year I do it. People go, oh, I don't know if you're ready. So this is just to get them behind me. So come if you're not a comedian. Ten bucks. Um, I'll have you out by midnight. And we can all smoke pot in the parking lot. Like free Americans. All right, you guys. Let's start the episode. So I got some good songs for this one. And um, before I start, let me just tell you, don't go to McDonald's to eat. It's disgusting. But here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shaver's Skeptic, episode 247. Mickey D's. Mickey D's what? Mickey D's. Mickey D's what? Mickey D's is nuts. Nah, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> Mickey D's is nuts. You idiot. <sighs> All right. Enjoy the episode. It was funny. Tell your friends about this podcast coming into the next year. Rock and roll McDonald's. McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Yeah, you're married now. Yeah. You've got a family to go home to. Yeah, I do. 
<laughs> my night off. When are you gonna? Really? Yeah. When are you get? What from the family? No, no, no. To the family. To, to my wife. Go home with my wife. Try oh. to try to take off one night a, a, a weekday and then one night a, a week a weekend. Yeah. She has a regular job. Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking about this lot with someone like Veter, some other people. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta have a regular life here or there to fucking remember what to talk about on stage. Yeah. You know, at first I thought it was like a betrayal of like, yeah, taking time off, idiot. Why to be slack? Yeah, but then it's like the other side of that is uh, you, you ever see Jumanji? Uh huh. You know, like how like he's like just in the board game, and then <laughs> yeah. he comes out like all haggard and just like bewildered because <laughs> he only lived in the game. Like, yeah. there's comedians like that who like never take a day off, and yeah. then they're just like they have like the PTSD of comedy, <laughs> and that. I don't know when that terrified me, but like it creeped up on me like in my late twenties, and I was like, I don't want that. Yeah, because I was the guy like I was getting up everywhere all the time, and now yeah, it's like too. it's like oh, this is healthier. You you know, and it, you know, like the worst is like like comics like give themselves this false nobility of like. No, they want me out there. It's like they don't give a fuck. Like, even a club, like at ten minutes before club, unless you're like you know headlining on the road. If you're like, yeah, I don't think I can make it. There's already another guy. <laughs> okay, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing yeah. someone a favor. The chef has been up like nine times. We'd rather have him. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, we are gonna keep your twenty five dollars and just give it to two guest spots, motherfucker. Yeah. I once saw a fucking one of the waiters at Cap City in yeah. Austin had to peep his head out to watch his own premium blend on the TV while he was at work oh, as a waiter. Man, that is brutal. Yeah. I have I've the saddest comedy story if we want to start with that. Absolutely. Um, why not? Yeah. And then we'll fun. get into the yeah, we'll we'll get get into, sad jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the saddest career this after is, the saddest this, comedy. This is the appetizer. Um <laughs> there was a guy he recently passed away named Gowie. Gowie? Yeah, yeah. Open micer? Yeah. Okay. Um Lifer open micer? Yeah, something something definitely wrong. And um he was an extra uh on, on thirty rock all the time. Yeah, we're good. And um he talked like this. Uh I'm not making that that is how he talked. Um he was a sweet guy. Yeah. Um and um but he was he told me i remember like i was on the subway with him he was he was always an extra on 30 rock and he never had a line you know because a part of it is like the whole sack thing that they got to pay you if you have a speaking role yeah way more money and all that so they just never and then he said like in the final episode this is i think the last time i i talked to him before he died he was like you know, and then I I watched the finale and I I turned it on and and I wasn't they, they cut my part like his one he, the oh, whole thing no. was like they're gonna give him a line in like the last episode yeah. and they oh, they cut no. it and, uh, but it gets worse he was watching this from like a shelter that he was staying at at oh. the time and like you know but at least I've got this and then he didn't and I was like man show oh. business is fucking brutal they can't even tell you <laughs> I know you're gonna yeah. be telling all your shelter homeless people yeah that hey watch my big moment but this yeah. is one of those they're gonna think you're crazy again but you're just wrong yeah hey, it was like one of those like them. this is too perfectly like horrific that like I wanna believe some part of this was like made up you know I did a Cascade commercial once it was like some Jewish family reunion. Yeah, they couldn't show it because uh, the intifada broke out, 
And uh, they're like, nah, it's in poor taste. <laughs> Fucking Arafat ruined my goddamn paycheck. <laughs> think of the real victim. <laughs> yeah, think of the real victims. They played the Mexican <laughs> reunion one for three years. Anyway. The but, cascade uh, of dead bodies kept me yeah. from my cascade commercial. They had to turn all the extras around. So like, I was talking to an extra with, while the cameras like, yeah. were shooting somebody else. I was just in the scene. I was just talking to an extra. And they're like, no, no, we can't see their face. So we had to turn them so that I'm facing the camera and they're not. And then I was talking to them like, Ari, you can't even talk to them. I'm like, I don't even have a mic. There's the actions in the front. Like, you can't even, we can't even have you interacting just oh, silently. Man. Dude, the only audition I ever got a callback for uh, commercial wise is, uh, is for Bounty Paper Towels. And there's this woman and she was like, I don't know how to clean up this mess. And then four bearded guys come out of like a cupboard and yeah. they're like, we've got this. And they scrub like, the fucking like <laughs> shelves and counters with the with their beards and it was so funny because like you know whenever you go to an audition it's just weirder versions of yourself it's like it is a You're fun like, oh, house you took mirror it to the max yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i'm not that fat oh god i guess i am you know? <laughs> you're just going through this weird oh that's what i look like if i loved myself that's what i look like if i didn't have a wife you know and then sometimes you just get overall freak where yeah. you or oh, yeah. me or, or david taylor or just that's like good. any sort of off. it's good to know that gay me is just as physically disgusting uh <laughs> yeah, yeah and, you know like just all the versions and then and then what was funny was in the same place that the callback was was a fisher price commercial for like four-year-old girls so it was one side of all these like bearded fucking monsters and then the other side was like <laughs> with like fucking showbiz moms yelling at their kids and i'm like who are the real horrible people? It's not us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those showbiz moms. Yeah. I once said somebody got mad at me in the crowd. I felt bad because she was yelling at me after the show since I was talking to Sebastian. I hadn't yeah. talked to him much lately. And then he was like, oh, how you been? And then she started like, you should know. You're an asshole. I'm like, sorry, Sebastian. I got to walk away. Yeah. But she was in the crowd and she said her kid was like one of the showbiz. I was like, what's the best case scenario there? Like I overdose know, at 26? Yeah. Like that's like if he hits all his auditions and nails them all and if he misses them all just a sense of like I've never felt mom's love. Like Dude, where, where is it going to be positive or negative there? Dude, all those stories like, you know, it the, never turns good. Ice. No. Well, that's like look at like, like the Joel Osment looks like you now. No, he looks like the fucking uh, toadstool from Mario Brothers. He literally has a mushroom head. <laughs> it is flat. It's, flat. it's amazing. <laughs> it was funny. He's in he like the Oscar. He's in the Entourage movie. I'm like, they're still trying to pass him off as people because <laughs> he is. It's always Sonny used him, I think, but they use freaks. They use like cricket. He stuff. now looks like the dead people he used to see. <laughs> but what's crazy was that, like, I, I, rem- I remember uh, I just saw like one of the Olsen twins, like, married like this, like, 46 year old French guy and all that. And people are like, how weird this oh, is. That's I'm that like, picture I've seen? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's alive in 29. 29- <laughs> Like the fact that both, because they literally like those girls, like they grew up, like they were like infants. They were adults at fourteen. I mean, they were all like second rehab stint at like fourteen yeah. years old, where it's like, oh, I didn't get to draw problems with drugs till like thirty one. Dude, like it's bad enough to have an eating disorder, but like when it's written about and publicized, that's got to be fucking weird. I have this idea that Britney Spears was a hero. <laughs> she saw how fake it all was and she cut off their her, the symbol of what she meant to them and her showed hair. her puss and all that yeah, and like, fuck this you guys are all ridiculous I'll look ugly now for you yeah and then you're gonna talk about it 
And then they're like, <laughs> wait, she's on to us. Let's exile her to Vegas for the rest of her life. Yeah, we That's, made her seem crazy. They're like, let's yeah. label her as crazy when she just doesn't want fame or she didn't want that fucking awful, like, having yeah. people around her at all times. That's where all the celebrity, like, that's the island of misfit celebrities. It's just Vegas. Vegas. Just, you stay here forever. You'll always work. Isn't that chick know? who, like, raped her adopted kids? Didn't she have a like, residency there? I don't know. Celine Who's Dion that chick? does. Who's the comedian? Uh, she like Paula Poundstone. Yeah, doesn't she have like residency in? in or is I know. That my Rodney? mom's favorite Rodney. comic. My mom fucking loves Paula Poundstone. Really? That was you know my mom was a comic and that was like her inspiration. <sighs> you're the feeling in my life, Paula Poundstone. You're <laughs> my inspiration. I always remember uh, I was in uh, Florida. You know, I grew up in Florida, and there was Hurricane Andrew in 1992. And we had just like, you know, non-perishables for like a few days because we didn't have the power. And I always remember there was like a Pop-Tart box with a Paula Poundstone like giveaway on it. <laughs> really? And, yeah. She just, got that popular she could be on Pop-Tarts? Yeah, she's on Pop-Tarts. Can you imagine a, a stand-up comedian being on a fucking box of something? Yeah. Not at all. Also, now he's an actor. Just a stand-up. Yeah. She was never anything else. No. No, she never even like even like Dane Cook or somebody massive. Like I couldn't imagine him on a Wheaties box or Gabriel or something. No, different time, man. Different time when mediocrity was the king. Yeah, but fucking, you do five minutes five. in Montreal and like here's your TV show. Yeah, they still Ed Asner is going to be your father. They still <laughs> talk about Roseanne being one of the most respected female comics, and it's like I still can't find any any sort of evidence to point to that she had more than thirty minutes. She probably didn't. Or at least didn't need to. I mean, she no, probably she had more. Probably didn't but, need yeah. to. Show was great. But yeah, show was unbelievable. But yeah, but then it bleeds to like stand up. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's its own podcast, uh, which is I every other up, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I showed up one time for an audition, and they're like, "Are you sure you're right for this for the commercial?" I was like, "Yeah, no," because a lot of times my agent would like sneak me in. Yeah. He was real cool about it. He was like, "If you know something's right." And then I would get a call from the assistant instead of the agent. Yeah, saying you and that meant like I'm not really supposed to be on here. Just sign up and get in. Um, but I was like, no, no, it came from the actual agent. This is a legit one. And they go, I just think we called you in wrong. Because they looked like, yeah, no, you're on here. And I was like, why? What's the matter? And he's like, well, look around, bro. And it was all like obesity. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And he goes, I mean, the role is fat guy one and fat guy two. He was like, I mean, I'll let you read if you want. But I just don't see a world in which this wasn't a clerical error. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll just leave. <laughs> and the fat guys were like, don't fucking take this from us. <laughs> They're going to rethink the role. You have everything else. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> All right, so speaking of fat, I think that's as speaking good of, of a segue. Okay, okay, this is the perfect segue because the reason I had to stop doing commercials is because now that yeah. I'm a little more like known as like me and, and what I stand for, yeah, yeah. I can't do commercials anymore Yeah, because I don't want to – I'm Ari. I'm not just like, hey, way to go, man. You got a commercial. Now it's like, Ari, are you a spokesman for whatever? Even if it's just a shitty role in something, like you're saying you're putting your stamp on it. And my thought was always like, I could never do a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. On any, even if it's funny, because I would actively tell people, avoid McDonald's at all costs. Yeah. That would be the epitome of selling out. And the opposite end of that is someone who made their living at yeah. McDonald's. When was this? Uh, so um, May sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine was what uh, when I started. That's when I started comedy. Oh, nice! That same day, I think May. F it might be May sixteenth. Yeah. So May twenty fourth, May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine. So uh, I uh, I was uh, I was sixteen. Um, 
the first movie I ever uh, spent my own money on was The Phantom Menace. And I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I hate it for that reason. Like, the fucking... You hate it for that. Oh, because I was yeah. like, this is the fucking word. I worked for this shit. Do you remember? Did you get the feeling of leaving that theater going, but still not being able to accept how shitty it was? So everyone's going like, yeah, good, good for the Yoda. The Yoda I was outside was looking in because, you know, like I'm a massive nerd, but it's just not the thing I'm nerdy about. But I empathize. Yeah. yeah. I'm just not a Star Wars guy, but I empathize with nerd hurt of all kinds because uh-huh. <laughs> it all feels the same. It doesn't matter what it is. Even like when your team fucking loses, you know, right. like. There was like uh, four years of like where Spider-Man was a fucking clone and that's like, you know, being a Cleveland Browns fan. Just yeah. like, it's the same disappointment. That's Jackie Cation's whole podcast. She's yeah. Dork Forest. It's all, what are you nerd out about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Star Wars, like, I get it. It's just not my thing. Um, and I saw it with people whose thing it was. I remember my, my one teacher, he was like, I saw it nine times this weekend. And by the wow. eighth, he's like, by the eighth time, I started liking it. <laughs> really? It's like that Stockholm syndrome. That, that is. fucking Jar, Jar Jar syndrome. <laughs> I just remember going like, yeah, that was pretty awesome. And Misa, like- acceptable to you now. <laughs> uh, what was that? What was that? I'm, a, I'm more of a fantasy guy than a, than a sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, I Star gotcha. Wars was fantasy. Yeah, it's not science. There's no science at all. Right. They're just they're in an open like yeah. ship with no glass, firing weapons out. The Jedi shit is just whatever the plot needs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started May 16th, 1999. Now, I, I went to college. You what? And uh, I graduated in 2001. I went to college oh, okay, for like eight okay. months in Virginia, but then I came back. And I stayed until, uh, I think, December. I'm pretty good with dates. December 28th, 2006. So you came, but you stopped in 2001 for five years. No, 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 for eight months. Eight months. And then yeah. you worked through college? Yeah, then I went, I went. I came back, yeah. I went to school in this place uh, called Longwood University in Virginia. It didn't work out. I had like one you know, year there. And then when out. I immediately <laughs> came back, I was like, well, I need a job fucking mcdonald's again and so did you have to beg for your job back no no they were happy to get someone with experience oh yeah absolutely like i remember my inner my i went in for my interview back and i was working in five minutes really yeah they're like no we just need someone and you've already put the shirt on yeah and it was the same location they're like yeah just fucking put the shirt on wow same manager no different manager that that's the thing that had changed The, the first manager was linda and then the second manager was paul uh which I would make a Beatles connection, but they were both diehard vegetarians, <laughs> so there is not. What do you mean? That's what, that's what they are now, right? Didn't they turn super vegan vegetarian? That's what I'm saying. You know, that's why you uh, can't make uh, the McDonald's analogy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did anyone at McDonald's was anyone who worked at McDonald's a vegetarian? Um, not that I remember. I don't remember. There were there were people that would come in and just order like cheese on a bun, you know, or like uh, you know a sandwich without meat. No, I mean Everyone's who worked there. That not I don't, I don't remember anybody being. Yeah, nothing specific. Okay, so you got you you quit for eight months and worked through college. Yeah. Oh, went to community college and then went to you know regular college and then uh, you know when I graduated college, that's when I moved to New York in the beginning of '07 and and that's when I quit. Did you have no aspirations to do anything else other than to be a McDonald's employee? You must have known that's a stereotype of a bad job, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing. I knew. I mean, obviously, I knew anyway. Um, but I also, like, 
It was a thing like I had to get the job when I was 16 because my dad was like, you know, you need a job now. Like, I'm not paying for shit anymore, which is, you know, that's a good parenting thing. At 16? Yeah, at 16. Okay. And um, and trust me, I still, I think that like in comedy, there is a, a class divide between people who had to like fucking work when they were in high school and college and those of us who didn't maybe you know because you could kind of tell a lot of the time yeah there's a lot of people that get into comedy who come from money and there's always going to be that kind of divide what do you mean so like what work ethic wise or are you saying just like just like you're from the haves and we're from the have-nots yeah i mean some of them are still hard workers but it's still that like a lot of times you could tell like that the comedy isn't coming from like a real place of like pain or struggle because they've oh, never yeah. had to d- d- deal with that. It's just one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you know, or just like the kind of stuff where nothing's real. It's like attack, attack, attack. All irony. Yeah. Where it's All just like a fu- fog comedy is what I call it. <laughs> it's just a fucking fog. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing that's actually like touching you or affecting you. Um, and that's often, you know, from money. But but yeah, so I uh, you know my dad was like get a job. It was an eight minute walk. Um, I have like not a huge disability in my hands, but like motor skill, my motor skills are affected. I can't write well. I can't really throw well. And so I I was learning to drive a car for the first time last year. I, I failed the test. I'm still gonna try again. Um, really yeah but so this was in florida and i didn't drive so it being like an eight minute walk was fucking you know which which test you fail the the written or the the driving the driving okay i passed the written but i failed it the first time and i didn't do it again (laughs) that written one is dumb you gotta know stuff you'd never really have to know yeah how far behind a fire oh that is man when you're learning to like drive and then you see people on the road, like you fucking passed anything. Don't you play video games though? Yeah, but it's not that you know, you're allowed to hit people in those. Mm, it's, <laughs> encouraged, it's encouraged a lot of times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not gonna fail me if I if you know, like, no, no, you let the prostitute you know, <laughs> live. Yeah. Keep her money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you went and fucking found a job that was eight minutes away. Yeah. And I I know it was exactly eight minutes because I had 30-minute breaks and I would often go home. Really? Yeah. And I'd always be late, too. But, I, you know, I would uh, I would go home, sometimes jerk off. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I got hired when I was 16, yeah, so that was like yeah, the best fucking need. thing in the world. With, with the fry grease that's on your hands, yeah. still. <laughs> you mean lube? <laughs> Made it easier? Yeah. Ronald's lube. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what was it like? Like what? Like did you stink all the time? Yeah, all the time, all the time, and um, you never, you never didn't stink. Like you'd scrub it off. Like the worst was like when uh, you would have a day off, and then like by the end of the day off, the stink was starting to leave. <laughs> but then you had to go back because <laughs> a lot of times my days off wouldn't be, cons- you get two days off a week, but they wouldn't be consecutive. And then the few times that it was consecutive, like the smell was gone by the second day. And then it was just uh, <laughs> back in the shit. Fuck. Yeah, it was, it was that, that part of it was crazy. Like the way that your skin feels like there's always like some layer of like, greasiness um i mean the grease what do you mean just all over you yeah all all over you just like 
And that's still that feeling that no matter how long you were in the shower, you still felt unclean. That's how, that's how, how GSP or these uh, UFC fighters, when they say like, well, they don't have a grease on them. Like they soaked in it the night before. Yeah. That's what they do. They soak in a bathtub full of Vaseline and they get out and just like, pat. and so as soon as they sweat, it just comes out. Yeah. Hey, do you know a trick about your zipper? Oh. If you point the thing down, it'll never come undone. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just learned that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And I don't know how I never knew it. When the zippers have been around. Talking about fucking... fry grease made you look at my dick, but. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was looking at your whole body. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I picture fry grease coming out of your, like, in your my, dick. My dick is my whole body. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, like, and the acne and all that. Like, you know, you, you, you felt it. It was like this, like, this film. And it's funny because I've, I've talked about this, like, you know, mildly on other podcasts and then never in, in this detail. So if I do say things that like were similar, I'll, I'll Nobody cares. Get, Nobody yeah. listens to more than one podcast. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's, well, that's not true, but they don't, that's never doubled up. I figure those three people that do care will tweet me. Anyway. You, um, already, you already said that's an episode 247 of. <laughs> no, no. Cause I, I did WTF and I talked about it there. And then I was on stage. I, I was opening for Marin like a couple months later. And I was like, so I worked at McDonald's. I did this bit, and this woman goes, "Yeah, I've heard that before." And I was like, "From who?" She's like, "Yeah, you talked about it on his podcast." Oh, on the Mark Marin show. That's the worst time to do it. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, but this is a pre-written bit about it, and that was just the casual conversation." <laughs> like now, and here's I'm presenting jokes yeah. now. Because the thing I do remember that on there, yeah, that I said that I have to say again, just in terms of like the 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 when I think of like the awful things about it yeah is um the pain of starting to become friends with someone and then them leaving and that's like because you already know that it's sad to work there like that's just an inherent thing that you understand but getting close to people and feeling like i mean it, it is like a prison in the sense that like you know, your best friend gets out or dies, or but it's <laughs> definitely temporary. No one's there for for the for there the long were people haul, right? that were there the entire time I worked there. There's McLifers, man. There's McLifers. fucking McLifers. There's McLifers. There's McLegacies. You know, I worked Kids. with mothers and and, and, and their daughters. Uh, you know, um, my manager Paul, his daughter worked there, and then she was fucking like one of the like you know oh. grill guys. I mean, all that. I mean, that's all. Yeah, there's lots of people fucking each other. Wait, was there a lot of? Did there become like fights at work and like jealousy shit? Yeah, man. You, you I never went. even considered that anyone would want to fuck each other, but of course. Of course, yeah. It's, it's a job, you know, there's tension. But this is this was like the most amazing like story of like McRomance yeah. was that <laughs> there was this woman Diane and she was like in her late 50s. This is it's also fun like talking about this stuff because like unless these people like completely changed i can't imagine any of them knowing what a podcast is like <laughs> yeah that's the thing like i didn't you know like even though like i've been on tv and like that's a victory for me personally yeah. it's not one of these like i showed you guys things because i can't imagine them having cable <laughs> you <know? laughs> unless you know maybe some of those people like fucking you know evolved or changed but um but Diane, like, she was like in her fifties, like that, you know, like that leathery, like fucking, like Vegas old, like off-brand suitcase, like skin, and like <laughs> hair that look that looks like, like just like 
a mop like covered in like dirt like just everything about her like like this is you know florida ugly is its own kind of ugly like there's like florida ugly looks like like other states like turned it down like (laughs) you know yeah, like that's why, why Florida. Wyoming was like, look, you're bringing everyone down here. Like, go to Florida. <laughs> like, it's just fucking, like, she was just, you mean, like, tons of, you know, uh, drugs and, and shit in her life, just beaten down. Like, fucking, like, you could, you could smell, like, the uh, breath of, like, three members of Journey's dick on her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them were Steve Perry. But, like, just that, just you know withered history like that's what she was and um she was awful terrible person and then um this this other guy who um he was like in his 30s he had to wear like long sleeves all the time because he had like a bunch of tattoos on his arms he was like kind of the guy that like partially got me back into pro wrestling because we'd watch it together sometimes but he was in his like early 30s she was in her like mid to late 50s and they fell in love Really? Yeah. What? Just from being there all the time together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fell in love, love? That's beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened? They Her- start- Harold and Maud Donalds. So, <laughs> did they start boning? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was trouble. I mean, I think she mostly was all bone, so <laughs> that's all they could do. But anyway, any, but anyway so he, get, he ends up getting fired, right? Yeah. Because he was... He was he was smoking pot in the break room with with another coworker. Now, the other coworker, you guys have break rooms. Yeah, it's like a, you know they have like a training. You know they have a they have like a VHS with training videos, and that and all becomes that. your break room. Yeah, that's your oh, break room. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, it's small, but so you know, so they have that, and uh, and um, so he's in there. This other guy, and they're they're getting high now. The one now, at, just brazenly like that at work. Yeah, so it's acceptable. That's an acceptable behavior. Kind no, of thing. it wasn't because he got fired. Oh. The other guy didn't because he was on his break. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you're not actually working, <laughs> but the other guy was working, so he's gone. Now, <laughs> the woman her fifties. That's good reasoning. That's good reasoning. Woman her fifties. She fucking what in solidarity. She quits, and they go together to work at the Burger King, like oh. half a mile down the road. And if that's not love, oh, isn't that the most romantic thing you've ever heard? Wow! If McDonald's will not take one of us, Burger King will take both of us. Wow! Right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's that is beautiful. Isn't that's, it? It's like yeah, it's beautiful. And thank God for Burger King. And if yeah. not that, Wendy's, I guess. But like, yeah. And, you know. <laughs> How did McDonald's pay compared to the other ones? Was Terribly. One to- I mean, I think that, like, well, this wasn't a thing then, really, but it is now. Is You know, like, you know what, like, fast casual is? No. Nope. Fast casual is, like, the type of, like, fast food that's, like, a step above. It's, you know, like, Chipotle or out. Cozy or pot belly i maybe in and out counts, in and out not but, quite you're saying it's still fast food yeah like maybe like shake shack like oh right but it's one like, step above that yeah i get what you're you saying. know like, like where where you can't get a meal that isn't like eleven dollars and 45 cents <laughs> yeah right like every chipotle meal if you want the drink and the burrito it's always like you, you can't get anything for like five bucks uh-huh. like that's yeah, fat, you're right you know uh that's yeah. fast casual and fast casual okay and those places corner burger 
those places pay better. Yeah. And often treat their employees better, you know, and it's like fresh ingredients and these mission statements and all that shit. <laughs> Fast food is usually like minimum wage. Minimum I, wage. I mean, when I when I started, yeah, I, I made five dollars and twenty five cents, um, and the minimum wage was five fifteen. When I left, I made six dollars and forty five cents, and that was after five raises. Wow. Three of which were government mandated, two of which I earned by myself. And the ones I earned, like, I felt so much more proud of than when they're like, well, the government realizes you can't live like this. So you got pushed up with minimum raise, like, increase? Yeah, yeah. And then did you ever get a raise and then have everyone else get an automatic raise because of the government, like, two weeks later? And you're like, what? Yeah, but it was never, I was always, like, a little bit above because of the two that I was given on okay. my own. Six forty an hour at the end. Six forty five. Three raises, five raises. Uh, five raises. Five raises to get you five twenty five to six forty five. Yeah, the assistant managers were making like seven fifty. Would you get a raise of like a quarter, fifteen cents? Yeah, fifteen cents, twenty cents. Yeah. Isn't that just an insult or no? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my, like my paycheck was like four hundred bucks uh, every two weeks, and um, it's crazy because. I still think in McDonald's terms when I do comedy. Yeah. So like if I do like <laughs> yeah, how much you made? If I do a club and they give me like twenty five bucks, I'm like, oh, I could make this here, or I could have like been at McDonald's for like four or five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like life's not bad. Oh, that is a I great mean, way to look at it. Because that's how I do for comedy clubs when I show up to a, a show on a Wednesday. I'm like, Ooh, if I don't draw. You yeah. know, and I'm like, Ugh, you know, it's like 350 seat theater and it's 80 people. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, wait, no, if I was still at the store in LA, there'd be 22 people. Yeah. And I only get 15 minutes. Like this is way better. Yeah. And, and it's funny cause like McDonald's really does like inform me as a person. Like it's, it's like deep within me. Like when people ask, like, you know, I, I used to be like made fun of like my first few years of doing comedy here. Like, man, you got like, you know, it's always the McDonald's shit, and you made a lot of McDonald's jokes. Yeah, yeah, and I still do yeah, six because years of your it's just—it's like if you did something for that long, you know, if you were because in many ways, like, like I don't—I've I, never really drank, I don't really smoke, like I don't have like the drug problems that a lot of other people do, but in its own way, it was you know my addiction. It was a thing that I should have quit and I didn't, and I stayed too long. That's what I am with Judaism. Yeah. That's why you'll never see a full special like without me making one Jew joke or something. Yeah, because it's, you know... It, Stay and, too long. This is also, it's like, now when you look at it, you can't imagine the person you were that made those decisions, but you know you were fully capable <laughs> and, and in charge of them. Yeah. Yeah. But those yeah. were, like, that's that's the weirdest thing. Like, I think, like, because a lot of times when I tell people that I worked there that long, they start to, like, find the part of me that like makes sense with that like that wanted to work there not like you couldn't get you weren't sold into slavery to mcdonald's no you were like yeah, guys. i mean i was miserable through a lot of it though but i was also miserable at that time in my life anyway you know yeah. i was like uh, a teenager and then like an angry you know early 20 something yeah did you ever have any like boyfriends girlfriends at mcdonald's Anything the like did you ever? co-workers yeah no 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 okay i mean i found everyone there disgusting <laughs> Did that and they probably found me disgusting too. Yeah. Did the muff dive girl? Did she? Um, did she say you stunk? 
oh well, oh this uh oh the uh oh the story that i I, yeah. I told on this is not happening you were working with McDonald's when you dated her right yeah the girl i was with for six years did she years ever mind the, the smell it was a little weird i mean it wasn't like you stunk but it was you know <laughs> I, re- I, I remember like when we first started dating was you know um i had been working there for like oh almost a year yeah and like she came in with her brother and mom you what oh you had already been dating her yeah okay that's not how you met her oh no, no. okay, okay. would well, that be the best <laughs> oh my god and i just stayed to find love again <laughs> but and and so what happened was uh they came in like around like the first or second month of us dating and it made me so like happy and hopeful that they had showed up at this place that was like utterly defeating to me yeah. but then the rest <laughs> of the time we were together i was always like every car like there was that thought like maybe it's her you know like maybe she's coming by to like you know, make me feel Come better in this moment. Yeah, to save me. <laughs> it never did. No. Oh, no. Though, like right before, because it, it it ended up closing, and uh, they they moved locations. But the one that I worked at is no longer in the place that it was. What's there now? I don't remember. I'm going to Florida in a couple of weeks for the holidays, so I'll see. But I haven't been there in a while. And there was the, yeah. And they so they moved it, but right before they did, I got to take my wife there and like take her on the tour and point out things to her. And it was amazing because like in that moment she said to me, She's like, I completely understand you now. And it's funny, I proposed like a few months after, and that wasn't the reason why, but there was like now it's like I don't think there's any secrets between us. Like you know exactly she gets like, where I come from. Yeah. Damn. She's like, I get it now. And she's like, and you always said McDonald's. Like I just thought of like the McDonald's that I go to, but like there's a specific thing about this one that like I get like you know yeah, you're, you, how it I made it. you who you are. You know that's like an artistic kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like uh, where it's like um, you know once you see it or put it into context. Yeah, but it was just this like, oh shit, that's okay. <laughs> and then, um, but other things that we could talk about, like, uh, I was, as I'm trying to make this into a. Well, I got I got questions for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did your friends openly mock you? <laughs> at times, yeah. But I think, like, at that age, like when you're like the early part of it, not so much. The yeah, I guess at 16, that's just a job, right? Yeah, at 16, it's just like, a job. And when yeah. I started, I only worked weekends, so it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, um, might even be kind of cool. Like you have actual money coming in. Yeah, the community college and college days was a little rougher. People were, were never like mean, and there were moments where I, you know, they weren't. Like, they were trying to get me out. They would try. Like I went on a few other interviews and all of that. Yeah, I did get hired at a Toys R Us. Oh, but that was oh. like I had to take like a bus there. And it was like forty minutes away. And it was only a dollar more an hour and i was like you know what fucking the devil you know yeah i can see that so um time down they were never they were never like dicks and because i always had like other outlets like creatively i never felt as fully in prison as i could have been like this is when i was writing poetry a lot so i wrote a lot of my poetry at mcdonald's and then when i started comedy it was there and i wrote a lot of jokes like I think the the last year I was there when I was, you know, starting comedy, I was probably insufferable to a good amount of the people there because I tested my jokes out all the fucking time. I would just stop people in the middle of what they were doing. Like, what about really? this one? What about that one? Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Did you write any poems about McDonald's? 
No, no, like specific poems about McDonald's. Uh, the one thing I did write, and I, I don't know if I could find this now, but I wrote a uh, a word for like a stanza for stanza parody of the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock, the T. S. Eliot poem. Yeah, and uh, and it was the uh, the love song of a embittered McDonald's employee. I wrote that when I was in high school. And that's like a four and a half page poem. Whoa. And it was just all of that was the only one I specifically wrote about McDonald's. Whoa. Man, I love the idea of doing like the high school level of creativity. We're like, yeah, I just want to do this thing. Yeah. There's no, there's no, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Well, that eventually like gave me my way out too, because like, I mean, I I was studying to be an English teacher for years. And then towards the end of like, when I was about to start the student teaching, that's when I realized that, you know, there was no money in poetry and there were parts of teaching that I found frustrating and scary, like the standardized testing and like, you know, just the, the shit of it. Like, I remember I was in a class where it was like all women and then me and the teacher like specifically pointed out how much harder it was going to be for me as a man, you know, because of like all the sexual harassment um, procedures and shit and and it's just really? like yeah and it was like i just felt like uncomfortable in that moment i was just like ah you know and she she was like and you girls like can hug the kids but i don't know about you and it's like i don't even want to like, i'm not <laughs> getting the teaching to hug kids but like when you're singled out like that there's like what, just because you're a dude yeah oh weird oh yeah and you're and, like what? Yeah, just like Ugh, I just want to make people learn about poems. Remember Burr's <laughs> joke about that? You can't even like tussle a kid's hair anymore. Like, ah, get out of here, scamp! Oh you're no, like, don't you get away from me! Get away from me! I'm not looking at him. You can't touch him at all. Yeah. So, 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 but what happened? I, I just was like, you know what? I want to, I want to do comedy. Um, and but like those that first year of doing comedy at McDonald's was like amazing in a way because. That was in Florida. Yeah, and I know like I wouldn't be a comic if I didn't work at McDonald's because that's where I learned that I was a funny person. Fucking around with your friends there, making them laugh. Yeah. Okay, it was high school for me. That's awesome, yeah. I I had this game that I would play where it would be... um, because So my position usually was I was drive-through cash and there's a, uh, a cashier... Yeah. And then there's a presenter and and a runner. The runner gets the food and gives it to the presenter who hands it out at the second window. The drive-through cash person works at the first window. Oh, They're yeah. the ones who take the order and also take money from the customer. You ever hear Chris Tucker's bit about that? No. He goes, they're like, you got to get them the cash first and drive forward. This is from the customer's point of view. And then drive forward and get your meal. He goes, nah, nah, same time, motherfucker. Same time. I'll trust you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all cadence. <laughs> yeah. Same time. So I'm yeah. also like, those are my people. <laughs> so, so what I would do is, so I, I got the first look at the customer, right? So when they go into the second window, when the runner and presenter get to see them, yeah. my, my game was I would make voices for that customer and I'd have to try to get the runner and presenter to break and laugh in the face of the customer. To be like, oh, I'm an old dumb idiot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's always a fat, <laughs> oh, God. 
Please get me out of this car. More or sometimes fries. I'd, be like, I'd be the voice of a guy who was trapped <laughs> under someone. Save me. <laughs> and you were just in their ears? Yeah. Oh, Every great. time she drops a fry, it is my salvation. But all these different voices. I mean, you know, it was Florida. I was a teenager. So some racist shit at times. I, I'm not, 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 not so proud. Uh, uh, Jewish voices. Uh, excuse me, I'm very tired, but like just different fucking. <laughs> I have a dark voice, so like, uh, like anyone who looked evil, I just like, I will eat your soul with these chicken McNuggets, you know. <laughs> so the reckoning is upon us, like just different shit like that. Just try to get them to crack up because you know the oh, truth really is, is man. Practice. Like, dude, if you can make fucking McDonald's employees laugh, then anyone else is like way easier. Yeah. So I remember like like a few months into doing comedy, I did a, a bringer show. Uh, you know, you had to bring people in order to, to see you at, at the Fort Lauderdale Improv. And like five or six of the McDonald's employees like all came to see me. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And that must have felt good. It never came again because they didn't understand comedy club drink prices. And you know, a lot of them were like fucking alcoholics. So, like, dude, an hour and forty-five minutes of work to get to this one drink? No way. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. And so they're just ordering. Like, I'm just. I literally. I remember. Like, I was on the side of the stage. I was like nine out of like twelve comics that night, and I'm just looking, and it's just all these like giant, you know, fucking glasses with like the salt on the rim and like blue and pink liquids and shit, and I'm like. These people are going to fucking hate me tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the next day, it was like, you know, I think like between like six of them, they spent like 250 or some shit. Fuck. Which on McDonald's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there were people there that like had families and shit, you know? How do you support a family on a McDonald's salary? I mean, a lot of them had other jobs and stuff. It, it's uh, it was crazy. McDonald's um with, I think it was Visa. printed out this like budget last year Mm -hmm. this was like i think in 2014 maybe it was how to survive as a mcdonald's salary yeah i've seen that all the tips all the tips yeah they give you like split meals split stuff all the advice you don't get tips (laughs) Uh, you never got a tip you never got a tip huh you're not allowed to really when you when you when you get hired there there's a thing in it that like says like you can't take gratuity tips what like you're a fucking valet at a rich, you know, Hamptons affair? Yeah. The oh no, is, we're quite well taken care of, sir. I would get, I would get tips every once in a while, like like twice a year, and they yeah. would be from people who like if you carried like you know there'd be like like a big office thing, and like they order like thirty you know Big Mac meals, and if you carry them out, they're like here's like two bucks, but you're supposed to not take it. What you can't even put it in the Ronald McDonald house thing, <laughs> dude. I had to clean that thing out, man. There was always like We're, gum and fucking condom wrappers and shit. Really? Yeah, people are the worst, and Florida people are the worst. Worst. I'm trying to look these up. Like money last. Is that how it is? The tips? Did you see those tips last year they put out? Oh yeah, yeah. McDonald's advice to underpaid employees. Okay. Well, the first, the first thing. So it's a, it's a budget. It's a graph. And the first thing that, that it says that is amazing is... Um, you know where it is? Uh, I can find it. Yeah, can it, find it. it says... Uh, let's see. Yeah, because I don't want to get this wrong. But 
we'll we'll read it and you'll fucking like it's it's unbelievable like there's no empathy at all for their employees yeah when they would like split split food into like like split your muffin in half it lasts longer it was, i didn't see that oh. i saw uh this is the one that i believe that i saw and this is the Oh, here we go. So this is the sample monthly budget. Yeah. That they um sample monthly printed. Okay. And this is, you know, this is like an organizer for <gasps> McDonald's employees. So read monthly the monthly net income. First job. Yeah. Eleven oh five. That's it right there, man. Second job, nine fifty five. I mean that so that's everything you need to know, right? That you there. cannot be a full time employee at McDonald's. Yeah. That's they're saying it right there. Yeah. Here's your monthly income. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Monthly net income twenty sixty. Savings, a hundred dollars a month. I don't know how you're gonna get a hundred dollars a month savings, but okay. Mortgage rent, six hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, all right, obviously that's not New York City. Yeah, yeah. But you could do that in LA. Share a place with somebody. My first place well, that's a long time ago. My first place was I there's places in other places you know that you can get six hundred. Car payment, one fifty. I don't remember what those are. Car home insurance, a hundred. That's about right, right? Car yeah. Read heating. How much how much do you get for heating? Oh wait. Health insurance. Twenty dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> what are you well, actually you probably qualify for Obamacare now as an employee of McDonald's, yeah. right? If you're making two thousand a month, yeah, I don't know what the Obamacare would be, but you know Yeah, under thirty thousand. I remember one of the commercials, one of the billboards on the subway, it said yeah. if it showed this black couple. Black family, two kids, and whatever. And it goes, if your family brings in less than 32000 a year, you may qualify for Obamacare. And I'm like, if this family makes less than 32000 and they may qualify for it, then we have not solved any problems. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cable phone, $100. It just, I mean, yeah. Electric, $90. It's also if you have two jobs, you're probably not worrying about the cable bill. Yeah, your iPhone. <laughs> you don't get to fucking watch TV. Cable or oh yeah, exactly. Point. Other one hundred dollars monthly expenses total, twelve sixty. Monthly spending money eight hundred. Wait, question. What about the fucking king coming in and taking his thirty percent? Taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pay taxes for this? Yeah. You did. So how, where are they getting the taxes then? Monthly expenses, monthly spending about eight hundred dollars, but you're going to lose most of that. I mean, I think I think that that's probably after taxes. Yeah. Only because, like, if I made eight hundred a month. Yeah. You know, when I was making six forty five, and I think the minimum. What's the minimum wage now? I think it's higher now. What's minimum? It wage? is higher. Let's see what the minimum wage what do you is guess? now. Guess. I'm going to guess nine fifty. Uh, I'm going to guess eight twenty five. 825. I bet you're right. Obviously, if you go over, you lose. We're playing prices right. Yeah, rules. yeah. That's right. Obviously. After years of congressional gridlock. Oh, come on, man. Alabama. Oh, it's not the same everywhere? Oh, it's not? Different in every state. California's it's- nine this year, 10 next year. Let's go to New York. Boom, boom, boom. 875. And I lose. Yeah. You went under, and you're within a dollar, which means you win both showcases. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I want to see McDonald. They have to give you these tips on on how to make the money I get last. to keep my better understanding of what it's like to work a shitty cheap job. <laughs> what was the worst job you ever had? What was the lowest paying job you ever had? Um, $6.36 an hour. Yeah. It was a government job, which means I could only get fired if I committed rape on the on the job. Yeah. That was pretty much the only way to get fired. Um, and then you're just like, well, leave me. I tried. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, oh, here we go. They gave up on an idea to whatever. But yeah, I made six. I laid pipe at uh, Arlington National Cemetery. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, it was hard work. That sounds insane. Yeah. But whatever. I just, it was hot. I had to pick weeds. I had to water, water beds and stuff. And um, okay, McDonald's ditches worker advice website due to unwarranted, unwarranted scrutiny. So they had a website set up. Fuck, oh yeah showing any of it was pictures. with v- like that's the thing it was with visa it was like look we we understand what you're going through we're gonna help you out and and then it's okay just- here's their their okay before we shut down the mcresource site had advised mcdonald's workers to avoid holiday debt by selling their presents for cash selling their christmas presents for cash uh warn them not to eat fast food <laughs> <laughs> McResource also advised workers to break their food into smaller pieces as a way of tricking themselves into feeling full and suggested that workers sing away stress. Oh, that's fucking amazing. I mean, if you're, um, imagine you're an employee there still. Which is sad like, because I had a fucking iPod, but I had to sell it because it was a gift. Really? <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm making a joke. Like, yeah, out they're of, dead on. But, what do I sing with? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to sing along with. You don't know any songs that way. Yeah. Oh man. You know. Yeah, so this is the thing I was trying to. I I, I have to make a joke about this. Yeah. Someday what? is uh. There was this deaf woman that came in the drive-through. Yeah. Sometimes, and she just like ruined everything. Why? She's, like the fucking worst. And like the angle I'm trying to go about it, and and the joke is like. When do you like get to overcome like adversity, but just cause it for everyone else? When you're the deaf woman in a drive-through, <laughs> because this is literally like so. What would happen? That's is, gonna take some finagling. Oh, it, it, to it, it totally is. Uh, without yeah, because I literally had to explain the technical aspects of how fucking annoying it was. Was that uh, so? She. You know, there's the line of cars, right? And she'd yeah. always come in during breakfast, like when it was like fucking rush, like at nine in the morning. And she'd come in, you know, line of cars, and she'd have like a napkin with her order on it, and everything is in order. And there's like tons of cars, and then you would have to then, like, you know, so she, she couldn't order it from the box. No, because she couldn't hear. She th- drives past the box. Right. So thereby, you're not cooking her fucking meal while it's while she's moving up. No, yeah, it's adds out of order. Okay, yeah, you know, and you're making things in order. Right, everything's made to order now. They no longer have just like racks of shit. Oh, really? Yeah, that 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 literally that started like the week after I began working there. That long ago? Yeah. Because you remember hearing the tip. We'll get back to deaf lady in a second. But you remember hearing the tip of like if you say no tomato. That means they got to make it fresh. Yeah, because they just make piles. They of make the same it all shit. fresh now, for they the make most it all part. Fresh, okay. For all the right, most part, yeah. And so, um, so what would happen is, so then, like, she wants her shit, but there's like six or seven orders ahead of her, yeah. and it just fucks everything up. And then she ended up becoming like an employee. There. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How did she? 
Because the thing is, like, it, like the de- mo- like every yeah, she was the only one who ever did that. Every other deaf person that would come in would just come inside, walk in, yeah. Point. And either either they would have something written, or no, there was like a special menu for them. Right, they, it was like oh, a really? sheet that you would take out with all the pictures, and then they just point to the pictures. Oh, cool! It was fucking easy. Hey, but when that, you do it that way, it fucks it up. Yeah, right. At some point, you're like, okay, I know, I wish I was equal, but um, yeah, this is just going to slow me down and everyone else. So why yeah. am I doing this? Yeah, because we'd have to put her to the side. Yeah, it was funny too. Is like I, I worked there when it was uh, they like thirty nine cent cheeseburger Sundays. Yes, that got me through comedy for my first three years, <laughs> and then twenty nine cent hamburger Wednesdays. Yeah, and, and Monday seventy nine cent nuggets. Yeah. Well, that was a little pricey yeah. <laughs> at that point. Where we're talking I mean, about, you know, I was just in it. I wasn't five years in. Yeah, yeah, we're starting. not. We're not. We're not aristocrats yeah. <laughs> here. So um, there was a rule with that where you can only order ten at a time. Really? And, yeah. I approach that. I approach that sometimes. Yeah, and what was funny was that like there would be like fam- like that's when it's like gets like kind of heartbreaking. Like the amount of times I saw like families coming in, families, you know, like moms with their children or dads with their kids like more than three times a week and you're like this this is ch- child abuse but <sighs> there are greater issues here with fucking poverty and and all that that lets this shit continue you know like it's fucked up that whole foods is more expensive than just fucking getting you know yeah it sucks but that's the deal it's fucking bullshit there's a real problem there but i remember like so the rule was, yeah, you could get like 10 at a time. And I remember this one guy was like, oh, yeah. Well, he, he wanted like 30. And I think like some people would like freeze them over the week. And yeah, I froze them. That's their yeah, I froze meal. Them. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And so and he get was, extra ketchup. Yeah. And he was Those like, oh, calories. yeah. He's like, well, what if I just drive around and order 10 more? Are you going to stop me? I'm like, no, that's fine. <laughs> and then he would. He's like, I showed you. I did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, now you're just leaving with like a bunch of cold cheeseburgers. Oh, I'm sure five of those did not make it all the way around again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you. Five of those were for the journey. Van. He's like, I got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it will show them. There's so much of that stuff in my life I've done to spite people that they yeah. probably wouldn't even see. I was like, man, I always resented like fucking cigarette smokers because, what? you know, you could easily get a smoke break because so many people smoke there. But if you don't, there's no other equivalent. There's no fucking mental health break. Yeah. Which is what most of the cigarette break is. Like, I need to get out of here for a second. Yeah. Half the time I smoked at parties or bars, it was like, I'm socially uncomfortable. Yeah. Let me excuse myself. So I'd smoke like an entire pack in a night when I was at a fucking nightclub in Vegas or something. Well, now, like, especially in New York, when they're like $15 a pack, it's like you are just actively fighting to keep this fucking thing alive. Like, that <laughs> yeah. is a harsh addiction. That's a harsh if addiction. If you're still doing it now, it's a harsh one. Like, even like. It was when, five. Yeah. So you're talking, I mean, really, it was four. So you're talking about tr- more than triple the amount. And at four, you'd be like, no, if it tripled, there's no way I would do it. But they and the cigarette you bummers then, you're like, yeah, you know, it's like, what, like 30 cents or something, a fucking cigarette, that's fine. But now when it's like a dollar a cigarette, like, you're an asshole. Yeah. You wouldn't just go up to someone of, like, equal, like, classes you, you know, and just ask them for a dollar. And people still the same things, like, can I buy a cigarette off you from a dollar? And people go, no, you can just have it. And you're like, are you sure? Because nobody wants to, like, fucking sell it. But also, it's like, I mean, just, no, go buy a pack. You're only 19 away from spending too much. And you Don't give I- me the dollar. 
give 14 extra to that guy and just have a bunch and give me a cigarette. You know what's amazing, too? There's never any etiquette in the cigarette world. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Someone will interrupt you for a light. Hey, can, or I, a smoke. can I break it? Yeah, you could be having a breakup. Yeah. Hey, do you mind? I'm sorry. You, can I just have an extra yeah. cigarette? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the warmth that uh, she no longer has for you? Uh, well, it's going to be provided by your lighter, and if I could borrow some of that now. I saw a good breakup yesterday. Oh, that's fucking I was great. in a cab, and I was with the girl. I was like, roll the window down, because yeah. you could just tell by body language. And then she was doing that cry scream, you know? Yeah. I just can't do this anymore with you. You say you change, but you don't change. <laughs> it was like, no, oh, not quite either one. Dude, I saw the best thing at the creek yesterday was like, of like, like a, a nuzzle couple, like at like, the creek in the cave. Yeah, they're like, it was like like the fifteen year old kind of like like cuddling that they were doing, like yeah. just like in the seats and just like whispering into each other's ears. Uh-huh. Like adults do this. Uh-huh. Oh, it's adults. Yeah, gross. I was like, this is fucking sad. Gross. Yeah, I saw a couple get that bar next to Criff Dogs. I saw a couple get asked like, "Hey, cut it out. This is a nice place." Oh, it's like, like a nice bar. You fucking quit it. Once you get under the kiss in the neck, it's like stop, stop. You're yeah. making people feel. Go home and fuck. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I've told people that in my crowds before, like especially when the girl's all over the guy and, and he wants, and then she goes to the bathroom. I'm like, hey man, just go meet her at the bathroom and go home. Your nights, you've already paid for. You got it. You got it. I make joke. I'll make a joke about that. We're up just like, did you just like? bring her here so that you could look beautiful in comparison <laughs> look at this fucking troll goblin like yeah yeah aren't you lucky now samantha <laughs> you can always make fun of the guy with that you can never make fun of the girl oh i know of course you, not. Can, you got you can always say ah this guy's disgusting huh or i'll just say like am i like the fat italian restaurant owner to your lady in the tramp <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. or my That's jokes your spaghetti you fucking assholes what did the box sound like on the inside? Did, was it also like, yeah. like that? Yeah. On the inside? Now, now th- but this is the other thing, though. This is the, the fucking... Every time a Dude, car... Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah, I just... I I yelled too loud right into it. It's all right. It's going to be crackly, but that's fine. I'm, I'm mimicking crackle. It's so like, it's don't okay. hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so any time a car goes up to the the window and this is something i don't think anybody knows except if you've worked there um and it's probably all these places so you know you have the headset right yeah when the car goes to the window there's got to be a way for the employee to know that a car's at the window right oh yeah okay yeah exactly it's this fucking loud like like it would echo in my head for like in your earpiece yeah how long would it go off for long uh, would just keep going off until you like got to the window or would it just like and be done it would be like and then done um to the point like a lot of the time i would always and then a manager would like complain and i'd have to put it back right on my ear but i'd always have it a little away from my ear because it would just like fucking just you know it's but it was fucking loud even if you put it on the lowest volume like sometimes i would put the thing on mute when i knew a car was coming up just so, so i didn't have to, to like, hear it it was brutal what was the sound <laughs> but <laughs> loud yeah fucking loud <laughs> yeah hilarious. and that's all I always remember this is a a story that um i told it like some storytelling show but uh i fucking my grandma died and i found out while i was working at mcdonald's 
and like that that <sighs> was the first thing I heard after finding out my grandma died, and uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. because it was, so it happened like Paul like he's like Michael he always called me Michael. <laughs> So when I hear Macklemore, it's just like Michael Moore. Um, he's like Mackle, you need to you need to come over here. Uh, yeah, quick phone call. I'm like make it make it real fast. And it's my my dad, and it was my maternal grandmother. So it was weird that my dad told me because um, he's kind of emotionally distant. Like this is a mother in law that you know of a the, of a divorced wife. <laughs> oh he, wow, yeah, weird. It was weird that yeah he tells me um, which which was kind of I think I couldn't have. I've gotten the message from someone more attached. It was great that it was someone that like kind of didn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, your grandma's dead. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I had to hang up and then immediately take someone's order. And then I, I take a few orders and I go to Paul and I'm like, Hey man, I got to go home. Um, my, my grandma's dead. Uh, and she died in Pennsylvania where my mom was living at the time in the Poconos. And um, so it wasn't like this. They were like living near me, but still, I was like, I just got to go home to my mom and all that. And he goes, How old was she? And I was like, 87. And she's like, It's not that sad. And and he's like, Yeah, we got to, you you can't go. And I had to stay. Uh, That was was towards the end. That was 2006. I remember I did a joke about it that night about. some awful joke about like you Whoa. know and uh she gave me uh her you know the only thing i got on the will was uh rosebud that was the name of her wooden dildo <laughs> oh, yeah. it was like you know eight months into comedy but i remember yeah so I Duh, out, that I, sucks as a human you're like hey man i can't be at work anymore you can obviously yeah. you don't have to pay me but you gotta let me go because i'm a but he I'm was a like person. he was like you know you know go go you know go on water break like you always do, you know. Make sure you're back in time. Uh, I was, like you always do. Still digging at you. Yeah, I was. I was 20 minutes uh, late that day. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean that from the break. Because what? So I call my I call my mom when I'm home, right? And my mom is like, she's the one who like found the body. Oh this no! Is like a few hours before, and like my mom is like fucking distraught and crying. And then I I just like that. that was like of all the moments of like, if there was a moment that like. I realized like how fucking thickened it I was, how long I'd been there and how broken I was as a person like that, that more than any other, like having to tell my mom I had to get off the phone so I could go back to make, just even like uh, talking to my mom about my dead grandma. Trying to console her too. Well, yeah. And then like, but like having to rush her off. Like, Ronald but, is calling. I have yeah. To, I have to take this. Like, just, man, you know, fucking being sad in a purple shirt, like, mm. <laughs> in a hat, and, like, just mm. fucking, I think I took the hat off, but, like, and the, you know, Place the waft of my own grease, and then just having to fucking, you know, and then, hey, mom, I'm back, like, a few hours later. It's just, ugh. That one, that one was fucking brutal. Did you ever want to become a manager? No. No, because, you know, a part of the reason that I stayed so long was because I thought I could always leave. And so as long as I didn't have any, like, power or authority, it seemed like it was more tempting to to stay because they never truly owned me. And, you know, McDonald's is when I started growing my beard out because, (laughs) I mean, I literally, uh, a lot of the time I would do, like, the what are you going to do, fire me type thing. Um, Because the only, it's very hard to get fired there. Uh, 
obviously rape uh like you said <laughs> yeah um yeah. that's definitely a, almost always like yeah. and i i could think of like probably like one or two guys like that's how they always fucking get you at those places <laughs> <laughs> they make it seem fine yeah. and then when you participate yeah <laughs> i mean none of us asked for any of this <laughs> i don't know what consent is no um <laughs> that was awful but <laughs> They, so they would, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Um, oh, yes, I had to get fired. Like, yeah, you just had to not show up. Um, or, uh, you know, remember like a guy spit in the fry vat once? Spit into it. Yeah, spit into it in front of everybody. And then the manager's like, I guess I gotta let you go. (laughs) Really? Like, begrudging about it. Like, you forced my hand. You know, the the smoking the pot thing. Um, you know, because it's like, I mean, weed is illegal. It's like you are committing a crime. Um, and you're not on break. Yeah, exactly. It's the diplomatic immunity. It's like lethal weapon too. <laughs> I'm on a break. You can't touch me for 10 more minutes. It's just fucking Danny Glover going, your break has just been broken. <laughs> <laughs> your break just ended. Yeah. Um, did, was there ever any like jizz and, sh- and spit and stuff in food oh, when, yeah. they, when they weren't looking? Yeah. Yeah, I never did it myself, but I allowed it to happen. You saw full on loogies. I never did, but you I saw it. Yeah, would you compare it to the one good cop that um, looks the other way? Yeah, I just you know I I I, I think for me it was like that's a line I don't want to cross. Like in the same way that I didn't want to be a manager, like. I felt like that would be an intoxicating like glee mm. that would keep me there forever. Could addict you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's tough, man. That's a line you don't want to cross. There's no there's no way back. And so like what would happen with that, um, you know, because one of the like the the head person in the grill also had a headset and they could hear everything so that they can immediately start making the order when they hear the order. And so I uh you know, they would just be like a yay or nay thing sometimes. Like, or, hey, this is an asshole. Yeah, uh, the it's big. It's only ever asshole. assholes. It's only ever. I mean, you know, the the way that like you'd get treated there is is way worse. Like hecklers don't break me in the way that like <sighs> they would if I didn't have that experience. Well, because because what would customers do just scream at you and belittle you like what were they and yeah and especially you know you're there longer like even though i was there for that long and i knew there was going to be a way out that you know i was going to college and all that regular people don't they if they see the same mcdonald's employee there for more than six months they think that, that there's something severely wrong and fucked up with that person oh you know damn you know there's a fucking retard like that's that's just the yeah no ifs ands and you know like that's just people treat you like garbage and there were consistent people that were there all the time treating everywhere like garbage oh yeah i mean there was a one woman that was there almost every single day i worked there yeah and was never nice always mean and i fucking hated her so much and that was part of like when i got into comedy you know it's like uh, i was in this hurricane shelter like right before this is when hurricane wilma happened yeah it was the first time i ever had to be in a hurricane shelter and i remember seeing all of these fucking um mcdonald's customers that were there and they knew me from there and this woman who had been mean to me for so many years was just one of the people also in the shelter and 
I remember just like thinking, like you know, you're just as fucking weak as the rest of us. You yeah. hated her. Oh, I despised her. Did she recognize? She you looked as like she. Play? She kind of. She looked like like the the woman in the Three Stooges short, like the one who gets like a pie thrown in her face. She's like, <laughs> why I never like like that like you know like harumph like just like this you know like trying to be upper class like way too much makeup like you know kind of like a Miss Hannigan from Annie type of vibe, and then it was just like you're just fucking poor garbage too oh wow because you know that is the reality like there would be rich people that would come in because you know we had fucking salads and yogurt parfaits and everybody uh wants mcdonald's some of the time uh some people yeah people go have it all the time but the people that made like a dollar or two more than me were the fucking worst like pizza delivery guys were like usual garbage because like i'm making a little more than you and i get tips you know, people that like Ruby Tuesdays and TGI Domino's. Fridays. And they look down on you more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is well, it like that? You. It's like that black thing of being like high yellow is better than like a little bit more I think black, in some ways, yeah. Where it's like we're all, we're all like garbage compared to what they think of us. So yeah. let's somehow feel good about ourselves. Yeah. It was the thing of like, you know, if we as the lower class all rose up together we could end the Hunger Games tomorrow. We yeah. could we could keep the fucking you but know the people that push us down. Well, they, they turn at each other. Fucking Mexicans hate Guatemalans. Oh, I know. Oh, all that. I <laughs> it's mean, like you they're know, trash. South, oh, South Florida. So all of the fucking uh, South Americans. It's like really. And then they're like, "How do you guys take it out?" Oh, in soccer matches. <laughs> but then when you like when you'll see like like the two people from the different countries talking about soccer like and that's why Uruguay is gonna beat the shit out of those fucking dirty Brazilians and they're like they're just kicking a ball yeah but it's like real animosity because they I, I mean I can't speak for all of it but some of it is like we hate that like we're all bunched in together you know yeah. like I'm not you know yeah like a Guatemala like I'm not Mexican I'm like if you guys all fucking like if all the Latinos in this country and and you know black people yeah and just, fucking, just got together yeah that's the best way to control people they'd turn, white us out of history yeah. <laughs> they'd white us out exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right there's no way they'll yeah they're not educated enough to unite yeah yeah it's just this, like it's, it's like an emotional not. thing girls do it too yeah girls turn on each other oh yeah the under the underprivileged in any way turn on each other yeah if no one hates girls more than girls yeah and it like sucks because consistent it's like, hatred of, of of women like one-on-one girls are the leader in that yeah hmm. oh yeah like women in comedy it's like why did she get it yeah yeah they all like, get mad when people yeah. like say there's like no funny females like most of the people who say that are women <laughs> who then also say i mean i'm one of the funny ones but i know what they're talking about yeah and I, and you want to be like no you're not one of the funny ones you are I know who the funny ones are and it's not you um, did you see regulars that you had that you hated all the time like did you ever like yeah. say like oh it's so and so coming in definitely this is one to spit on it was really like this is one to spit on but you know it just would just them. be like if someone was like hey what do you think I'm like eh you know go for it if you want yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you no <laughs> but I'm not gonna tell you yes. It was just that, like, I wasn't going to get, like, the emotional victory from that that, you know, I think some people think they'll get. That's how, you ever say Abravaya at the end of the open mic at the comedy store? You ever say at the end of the open mic at the comedy store? Well, no. At the very end, for 30 years, there's been a schizophrenic that closes out. Robert William Abravaya. 
Okay. And it becomes, it's, his act is, it changes every like five, six years. Not completely, but yeah, a yeah. joke. But he'll do some political stuff. It's a burned out stoner. He wears his green jacket and like, like uh, garbage bags in, yeah. in his liner to keep out like, he has a Fifth Amendment shield. Just yeah. a newspaper that he blocks. Anyway, people fuck with him. That's like the thing. Yeah. And it's like Rocky Horror Picture Show where he does this thing where he trips. People like a minute or two out go, hey, Robert, watch out. There's a tear in the carpet you might want to watch out for. Yeah. But he's unable to like stop. Yeah. And um, and I don't really like the way they pick with him sometimes. It gets no. out of hand. They throw chairs at the stage, not at him, but like too close. And I'm like, he's scared. But same thing. We're like, I'm not going to stop it, but I'm definitely not going to join in. Yeah. I mean, it was only ever assholes. You know, it was like. It was like picking on the mentally ill. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why I didn't feel as good. But, yeah. but yeah, it was just, I, I remember this one guy was like, the, the closest I ever came to like confronting someone, this one guy was like, yo man, like, like, you know, hook me up. Like, give me some, give me some like free fries. And I was like, I was like, you know what, man, you've been coming in here for years and you've never been nice to me. You're always mean and that, you, you yell and then you ask for something. Like, I was like, I can't, I can't give it to you. It's like you've taken so much from me, and I, I was—I don't know if I was that elegant. It's just like I was like I can't. I was like I can't on principle. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that's why I used to do. I don't know if I did a joke or just in. It person. was usually mean people that would ask. They want for free, free shit. Yeah, they're like I just I was like why would you like step back and look at yourself? Why would you deserve something free here? Yeah, I used to do like weed shops. When you go any new weed shop you go into, free joint at minimum, maybe a pipe. Maybe yeah. a, a gram, but at minimum free joint of the house shake. Yeah, I'm like I had come to McDonald's for you know 15 years. I never got one fry, yeah. not one. Just like here, just try two fries to yeah. top off your hamburger. Nothing. Anyway, whatever. Well, it's also the, the weed shop. It was probably usually the same people working there for a long time, and the revolving door of McDonald's employees. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Did you have a major? You mean, what do you mean? When you were there, like, were you like on fries or were you like. Oh, yeah, drive through cash. I was. Drive through cash. Yeah, because like I'm, you know. Smart enough to do the math. I'm well spoken. Yeah. Like I I, I was able, or or at least in comparison, (laughs) but I I was able to. uh, I remember I helped like some of the people um, learn English there and stuff. Really? Yeah. You know, people going to night school and stuff, I would like give them free lessons and shit. Oh, the employees? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we had a guy at the store. He was like, ask us math, English questions. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Probably not as much as you. Yeah, because, you know, like, even though it was sad when someone left, you were always happy for them. Yeah. You know, like, that's like, but they, it would hurt too. Like, you would you, be happy with them? Like, like, it was escaping from prison or like getting, getting, yeah, because like there's released. the selfishness of like, ah, I wish we were in this together, but it's also like, good on you. Like, I yeah. remember I ended up seeing someone at like a Starbucks and I'm like, all right, you did okay for yourself because that pays way better and shit. Health benefits, except for mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Starbucks is pretty cool. I want to hate on this sometimes, but then it's like, you see these programs they have, like sending people to like, like community colleges yeah paying still for better it. than a lot of the other places yeah and you're like good for you i remember when i was you know when i moved uh, to new york like i so badly like wanted like a job at whole foods or a job at starbucks <laughs> and i'm like as revenge on your former self yeah well just because it was such a better life i, I mean because of the jobs i had starting out in, in new york you know like i worked at a pinkberry for a few weeks oh yeah yeah because and then they thought i stole an ipod and fired me i, ne- I never no did. way yeah, I stocked restaurants at LaGuardia for like a year and three months at four in the morning. I was fucking brutal. All no this. one 
is less customer service friendly than a chubby black chick working at an airport um, <laughs> food place. True or false? Also, you don't know what she's been through. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Good that point. Is the, you know, they had to deal with working fast food and going through TSA. Yeah, every yeah. day. Every day. Multiple times yeah. a lot of the time. Fucking airport traffic all the time. I, I mean, that is the thing, like, I lose because I, I, I still go to fast food places sometimes you? when you're on the road. Yeah, I'll go to McDonald's okay. every once in a while. But, man, I fucking lose my shit if I see someone mean to an employee because it, it is bullying. You are just taking it out on someone. Like, that whole nature of, like, I you mean, it's any anywhere. service job, man. When you know, like, when you go to, a, when you go to like, a, a comedy club, like, and you see, like, an audience member, like, you like, when they heckle you... Like that sucks, but yeah. when they're mean to a waitress, like that's on another level of like you're mm-hmm. just a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's like they're fucking getting. It's a hard, shitty job, man. That nobody yeah. wants. They can't. You know, they can't leave. So now you get to yell at somebody because they're physically not allowed to leave or they'll lose their income. And it's also it's like because they feel like they're it's like they're not doing anything wrong to you. It's not like they're doing something shitty to you. It's not like they're a crooked cop and you're like, what do you want me to do? I can't quit my job. And because it's comedy, they're relaxed. Like, I could be me. And it's like, yeah, but if you is like someone who like has no empathy, then you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Did you, so you still eat at McDonald's? You never stopped eating at McDonald's? Didn't like curb you of the, of the desire to eat there? No, it's, it's almost like it, it, for better or worse, it reminds me of my past. Like there's a memory attached to it. Like, yeah, and, sure, and, sure, and sure. There's a lot of bad memories there, but there's also some good in it because, even though I worked there for seven and a half years, you know there were a lot of good moments in my life, not even attached to McDonald's in those seven and a half years. That because I was there, are attached to McDonald's in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Okay, I see that. I mean, it wasn't the food wasn't like disgusting, or, or was there stuff like that? Or it was like, ugh. Was yeah, just- I mean, you know, it's funny. Like when Super Size Me came out. Yeah. Were you working there then? Oh yeah. Oh, I had to explain what was the to people what a documentary was. <laughs> uh, what was the reaction then? Oh, but, you know, like fucking Paul hated it. Who's Paul? He was the manager. He hated it, yeah. Yeah, a good amount of people hated it. And it was funny because, you know, like when you work there, you eat there all the time. And I was to me, I was like, you're a pussy, dude. You ate this for like this many days. And 30 days. Yeah, it's like, been dude, five fucking years. Fucking yeah, many years. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, good I, point. I bleed yeah, grease. You're barfing after seven days? Shut yeah. up. You and your vegetarian girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's like you just made this movie to appease her, but like, <laughs> yeah. No, there were good parts of that movie, and I, I remember, I like, liked it. you know, they did get rid of super side stuff, like right after that. Really? Yeah that that actually happened. It really was just for obesity. Oh, I mean, promotes obesity. I remember when I started there, there was like the bucket of fries. Bucket of fries. Yeah. Really. And yeah. they, do they really spray it with with um, perfume to make you like get addicted to the smell of it? But they at least it not there. when you put it in the fry vat and all that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that would be before in the preparation. It already comes prepackaged, right? Yeah, that was another like you know when you're saying like the order it without tomato thing. Um, yeah. People like when they want fresh fries, they order it without salt. Yeah. And then they salt it themselves. Yeah. Um, you know that will work. You will get it, but that will piss off the employees because that fucks everything that holds up everything really yeah oh i used to want extra salt Did that bother people no like, can you just fucking go to town on salt. it yeah one time i was going through the drive-thru and i got it it was just when i was able to afford fries and not the 39 cent 29 cent yeah. burgers only 
Some of them would fuck with me, right? When you when when people ask for Wait, six, you do? when people ask for six cheeseburgers on one of those days, yeah. And when you go, do you want fries and a coke with that? You were just fucking with them, right? No, we had to say that. Oh, you stuff. had to. Okay. Anytime, like, that's another thing when people are mean, like because that was a lot of times people would be mean when, you know, like every like fucking corporate place now, like Walgreens and you know all these, you know, do you have your club card? Would you like to save on this? You know, would you like to buy batteries? They have to. All of that's they have to. Yeah. You know, you know this like you go to Walgreens, like if you don't if the cashier doesn't ask you for this, you get a free, free that. Yeah. Well who do you think's getting in trouble if they cashier, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're forced to do that stuff and they're often being monitored and then you know the whole uh, thing of like secret, secret shoppers. shoppers. Yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we we had secret shoppers. Secret shoppers is a good way to like find out which of your employees are not doing a good job, and also it's a great excuse to use to fire an employee if you just oh yeah us. just say oh secret shoppers said you were rude. Yep. Like what? When? What? Are you, what who? who? Yeah. You mean your buddy's friend that came? Yeah. That I didn't comp like you wanted me to. It's yeah, but store. it's anything like that. So I wanted to be a secret shopper for a while. Yeah. Did you ever try to like fill out those things? Those emails were going around. That you could do it. Yeah, I thought about doing it just because, like, now I want the power. But then I was like, <laughs> I could never get someone fired like that. I oh, feel yeah. so shitty. Like, I don't think that I could ever write a Yelp review. Because, like, I think that some, you know, a lot of Yelp reviews are helpful. But a lot of times it is, like, you're just trying to make someone, like, lose money. Yeah, or, it's not like, hey, they're well done is very well done. So ask for, uh, you know, medium if you want, like, yeah. well done. Yeah. Shit like that's like, okay, that's the crowdsourcing kind of shit you want out of, you know, a yeah. site, an amalgamation site. But not like, yeah, you're just trying to be you saw the South Park, right? Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. You're not yelping? Yeah, it was great. Because the thing the thing too is that like nowadays, like I mean, and, and when I like do jokes about McDonald's, like to me it is like I I'd like to believe that people are a little surprised that, you know, that I worked there that long or whatever, but then it's like you know, and I never do it at the beginning of the set. Like I always try to do it at a point where I feel like you've already like, you know, gotten to know me and had some sympathy. Just so it's like you know, lots of fucking people you know still work there or, or did work there, and it's like it's fucking okay. Like so maybe don't be an asshole to these people. Yeah, you know. Oh like, right, they're, they're just all they're all people. I mean, yeah, like a lot of the people that I did work with were dumb and fuck-ups and had you know genuine problems or yeah but you ain't uncovering that if you're a customer it's like yeah man they're at mcdonald's they were also but a lot of them were like great and you know those people that were you know working two or three jobs to like support their families like that's a that's a noble thing in its own right you know so it's like it's 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 a crazy thing like it literally but most of the time i was i was treated like crap by a customer because they were in the car and i was it was like the safety of the freedom of their mm-hmm. car yeah i would work you know that's the why car. i would give you fingers through the car yeah it's like fuck you it's like you wouldn't say that if we we're on the street next to each other oh yeah well it's like the freedom you know like when i would work pick the front nose, register pick yeah people were never as mean like there'd be some assholes oh. Like that that regular woman who was like the fucking worst, she was as bad at the front counter. But like, for the most part, it was just you know they were usually friendlier. Yeah, but it's I'm in my car. This is my home. This is my space. I could be a dick. Yeah. So what I did is I think I feel like McDonald's went to like a less salt situation. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It might just be the McDonald's I went to, but anyway. So I was like, make sure to put salt on it, please. Yeah. And then I got it, and I was like, did you put salt on? It? I might have asked for extra salt, and he goes, oh, and he just gave me some salt packets. But I'm like, I'm eating this out of a bag. It'll never get to the bottom fries. <laughs> please just do the shaker. Yeah. Yes. Well, when it's a whole mound of fries, it fucks up all the fries that they had to just put it on yours because of the residual salt. Oh, salt really? Work. Yeah. Oh, well. So right. I would I have felt. probably just given you the fucking packets too. <laughs> just here, just take and it. And then if you said something, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the spit comes. Uh, I mean, just just no. Like, I would You're say, entering into a world of like, these are people like, who don't give a fuck. What? I mean, I never return food. It doesn't matter where. No way, is, just take because, it. Because where I worked, yeah. In the words of Blues Traveler, no matter what the waitress brings, you I, eat it. I shouldn't drink it. I mean, it has to be so wrong. I mean, a nice place, yeah, you yeah. can do that. But anywhere else, it's like, how much wrong is this? Well, I always, I always say, Are you completely like, allergic to it, and then I can see it. But when people say, yeah, you'd rather have the roast beef instead of the pastrami, yeah, but just like a little, just take the pastrami. And maybe you said pastrami too. There's always that risk. Well, you ever see that guy? Like, you know, I was like, just remember that employee doesn't ask uh, get to ask god to get his uh life changed you know <laughs> hey i actually wanted this this and this you know i wanted a decent <laughs> childhood a stable adulthood and uh unfortunately you, you gave me this instead you yeah. know can you fix that that, the, <laughs> that doesn't get to happen it's just the thing like you don't know what that person's been through or yeah. you know so it's like fucking i mean just leave them alone they open that paycheck yeah do you ever see the video of the guy taking uh, the camera on a tour of the terrible way they hold their um, food at whatever fast food place he had? It might have been TGI Fridays, too. What would you call it? What would you call those places? TGI Fridays? TGI Fridays is like a sit-down. That's I, already I, more. Chipotle, like fast okay. casual is the, the fast phrase casual. I was using. Do you ever see that video? The expose on it? No, what was it? They, they keep all their food. There was an inspection, so they kept all the food by the dumpster. You never saw that? No. Oh. I'm gonna see how close this was. But McDonald's probably seems more um, expose on food. It's a dumpster. This is what you're talking about. It's the joy of just finding something. You have to know what to enter. Golden Corral. Just video exposed. Golden Corral dumpster food. What so is what is this? Chef videos. Um. Oh, here this guy. Golden Corral employee. Where's the original one, dude? He just takes you on this tour of this fucking... Of where they keep their... Oh, hold on. Let's pause this. I'm an employee at the Golden Corral right here in Fort Orange, Florida. 907 Taylor Branch Road. Right now, we're currently undergoing an inspection. Right now, I'm walking around the building. I just left the front door. I'm walking up to the dumpster. Apparently... What my company likes to do to get ready for inspections you know, show like is this. put their food by the dumpsters. So, I'm outside. Here's the dumpster area. I'm walking into it right now. And this is what my company likes to do what with their it? food for inspection. This hamburger meat. Look at all these flies. It's disgusting. All this food, all these baby back ribs. They're all by the dumpster. Could you imagine doing that? This is the this is what, Golden Corral is what you were talking about. This is what my company likes to do to get ready for inspection. They like to put their food by the dumpster. I'm an employee here, been working here for a long time, and I don't feel 
that this is right. Why do they put it by the dumpster? I don't know, because it's it's out, maybe? Talk to your mic. Out here. Dumpster. Maybe they were keeping it out, but I don't know. I don't know what the whole story is. Just how disgusting this is. I mean, it's definitely not being thrown away. I love that this guy's like the Edward Snowden of Golden Corral. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking awesome. (laughs) He's got asylum in McDonald's. Do you think that I, maybe it's because if they inspect, they're going to be upset that there's overstock and so yeah, they put the overstock that's out. Yeah, they just put it outside. But then when the inspectors see that, I don't know. Do they go to the dumpsters and inspect? Yeah, I mean they're often thorough. Edward Snowden's a buffet, LMAO. I remember it was always oh shit. See. What? That's the saddest. I literally made a joke and then some guy named Jordan Johnson made the same joke and, yeah. was, and it was upvoted the most. <laughs> this is why you can write for other people, Mike Lawrence, because you know what the people want. It's also why a professional comedian is a dying art form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when Jordan Johnson can kill it. <laughs> Anything I can do, he can do also. <laughs> to any, I love comments. To anyone who thinks they threw this food out, they wouldn't have the food stored like that if they saw all these like, sleuths of like uncovering like why or when. Oh, whatever. Um, his name like Golden Carol. Golden, yeah. that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you respect your managers? No, not at all, huh? No. Why not? They were authority. Yeah, and I had no respect for authority. But yeah, I mean, like said, so he would always be like, "Mako, can you shave your beard?" And I was like, "Maybe," but I often didn't. And like the beard became like its own like form of freedom, like because oh. I do feel like the way that I look, like I like. You know, like even going to work, like I feel like a man child yeah. in comparison to other people where I have these comic book t shirts that were made for twelve year olds. <laughs> yeah. I have like this fucking big bushy beard and you know, smudgy glasses at times and it's like there was a time when I had to wear a hat and like a fucking purple shirt, but now that I get to be like my real self, I'm going to. So That's how it. Michael Jackson was, I said, never got his chance. Now we can do whatever he wants. What do you mean? Never got a chance to be a kid. And now he's like doing it. Your frames are new, but they're still the lenses are smudged. But yeah. you have new frames. Yeah. How's the new job going? By the way, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Michael's writing for Shamey Schumer. Yeah. That's cool. When does the season come out? I think um, next year, some point. Some point next year. That's awesome. You having fun? Is this your first like full time writing job? No, I worked on um, Annie Letterman and Julian McCullough's show oh, yeah. for E that was on. Oh, yeah. For a few episodes. Okay. You're in the system now. Can you kind of feel it? Yeah, I can. I can't. Like, it's I mean, it's funny. the beginning of it. But I, in the back of my head, and I know this is more about me than anything, like, because I still have nightmares about working at McDonald's, like, <laughs> at least once or twice a week. Yeah. Like we're like I'll just wake up and I had just been dreaming that I was there for the past three hours, like just working a shift. Oh, really? Yeah, that happened. Man, it's really part of you. How old are you now? I'm uh I'm about to turn thirty three next month. And eight years of that. Oh, Jesus year, yeah. Wow. And then but I mean really like seven, a little less than seven when you count the college thing, but but yeah, the thing sure. is like even now, like I mean, this is like the best job i've ever had in my life you know writing for like one of the best shows on tv everyone there is like unbelievably incredible i still like feel like 
it could all end and I'll like be back there. Like, because there's, there's the, the fear That's that every bottom. comic has that, like, well, I, you know, will have to have, like, a day job again. Mm-hmm. But because that's the day job I've had the longest in my life. That's your day job you'll go back to. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. I mean, I remember, like. That makes you save money, huh? Yeah, because, like, I, um, May will be, like, six years since I've started, like, being with my wife. You know, like any time, like I do something longer than when I was at McDonald's, it's a victory. Like I remember <laughs> comedy, like when, like I think, like, like when it was like I had one more day as a comic than I did as a McDonald's employee. Like that was its own victory. Wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it all it all ties into like the same thing. Um, you know, I think psychologically as a person, which is like you know the comic books that I like, like you know how intense i was like starting out when i did comedy that i would get up all the time and i didn't care about like shitty rooms and all that of just like this inability to let go like i probably think about my parents divorce more than i should you know but it's all tied to like you know this this loyalty which is also this like obsession devotion of like i'm not gonna fucking quit anything oh right yeah well yeah you just keep going too Oh yeah, I mean, no and it's what crazy it because that's how bad relationships are. Like that's the tough thing with comedy, like because I feel like the longer you do comedy, the more it's important to quit certain things or give up certain things, and it's like it comes out of like arrogance, but it is also prideful. Like there's certain shows or clubs where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't like how it makes me feel. Yeah, sure. and um, I think because of the way I'm wired and my past it's been tougher to do that like i still do open mics and no one else that like i think is like a professional peer of mine really does that I do much storyteller shows yeah a few people do, more people do it in la than in new york but in new york it's not as common like no. most people with like tv credits who are working comics you never see it open. no mics. not really you, you there's, no, you, there's no need you can get enough spots without it i guess yeah but shitty rooms are better rooms but it's also to me like in my head i'm like well the mic starts at six o'clock and i don't have a spot till eight like may as well get one in yeah you're right you're absolutely I, right it's elitism not to do that yeah and it's it's you're funny because right. like even though like i'm I because I'm so used to just like that was McDonald's too like even though it was shitty it was like I knew it was there and it was a thing like if you tell me to do something like all right I'll do it like just go here I'll go and like I don't know what to do with myself like when I have free time yeah like it's always been a big problem like when I'm on the road by myself I often just stay in the hotel longer than I should yeah because you don't know what to do with alone time yeah like well part of it's like i don't want to spend money and another part's like i like i know people go on vacations alone i can never do that i would have no fun really it's more fun when you have a girl or even a guy actually like researching what to do for you and so you can do it with someone otherwise it really does just become like tourist things i gotta go see tiananmen square i gotta go see instead of like i heard there's a fun thing that's going on in so-and-so yeah but you gotta do it with somebody I mean, I've been to places like two or three times, like by myself, and then I go with my wife, and I'm like, "Oh, this is what's here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like we met up, like when I was I was in L.A. for two and a half months, and we weren't seeing each other a lot, and then we met up in Chicago for like two days, and I I'd done like Zanies twice and was there for like 
five or six days at a time. Yeah. And in that two days, I did way more. Way I had like more. amazing meals and shit. Yeah, Denver's like that. I met a girl there and yeah. she told me because where the comedy works is, is like, bro, dude, central. It's yeah. Broadway. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's lower downtown. And Broadway is a cool area. And I'd never been there. I've been to the comedy works five times. I'm like, this Denver kind of sucks. And she's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You're just in the worst part of town. Comedy clubs often are. Like, that yeah. was. I, remember. I mean, it's not awful, awful, but it's like the type of people. There's only like two cool bars out of the 30 that are there. Yeah. Like, my big break came um, opening for Oliver. And I had no money, like, yeah, when I, I started that. doing that. I mean, no, he was the best of me. I'll always uh, love that guy. Um, Fuck but- him. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he's, he's not, I remember like the first time I ever met him, I told him like he's like seven and a half years. <laughs> he's like, Oh my god. <laughs> um but I remember like we would do these like theaters and I was opening for him and it'd always be in like the downtown area where like the theater was and that was like that's when I knew like I still like McDonald's because there'd be nothing but those fast casual places. I was like, I don't want to spend twelve fucking dollars. Yeah, and I'm like, fucking dollar menu. <laughs> Are you more likely to go to McDonald's over Burger King or, or Wendy's, or is it just like fast food is all the same? Day? I am because it's familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, brand loyalty. That's that's uh, people smoke the same cigarettes when they all come from the same fields. Yeah, and it also is killing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you want to yeah. love the person that's killing you. You don't want it to be a stranger. When you hear about someone else who worked at McDonald's, do you like hold a little special place in your heart for them? Like, like when I depends. hear somebody went to Israel, Orthodox Jewish, I'm like, oh, all right. It depends. Like in the same way that if someone said to you, like, "I'm Jewish," and you're like, "Oh, you are," and then they were like, "Yeah, I've watched like three Barbara Streisand films," you know, or like, uh, or you know, they're born Jewish, but they didn't really like, yeah, you know. Like you know, I dabble in the Torah. Like Big J Jewish, I'm like I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, Get you're ethnically Jewish. Not like I'm, yeah. I'm ethnically Jewish, but I'm I'm not Jew the way you are. Like that's what McDonald's will like. That's where I'll still feel the distance and sadness that I had when I was there. Yeah. When uh, someone will be like, "Oh yeah, I worked there too," and I'm like, "Oh cool." They're like, yeah, I left after two months, and I'm like, "You motherfucker, uh, you didn't do shit." That's like those people. Like, yeah. I did comedy for a few for a few months or like yeah. a year or two back in whatever. I'm like, "Well, yeah. why don't you not mention it because you're only a failure?" Yeah, I used to do comedy. Got up like once a week. You know, like you ain't bad. You're nothing. <laughs> you ain't McDonald's. <laughs> and you ain't McDonald's. You ain't Mickey D's. Yeah, you don't know this. I mean, that's like, and I have a bit about it, but that was like the fucking best man. When um, I was in, a, I was doing the Atlanta Improv and. I was doing crowd work, and this one woman had said that, like, I was asking her who has, like, the worst job, and this woman was like, you know, like, I I work for, like, you know, like, I'm a soldier. I fought, like, here, here, and here, you know. And, of course, like, everyone, like, claps and everything. And I'm like, anyone have a worse job than that? And uh, this woman, you know, I, I was like, I know I have because I worked at McDonald's for seven and a half years. I'm like, beat that, soldier. And this uh-huh. one woman in the back yells out, eight, you're like, seven and a half, try 18. Oh, well, she beat you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Damn, 18 years. And I, like, bow to her. And I was uh-huh. just like, it was just like, fucking at ease. At ease. <laughs> I was like, man, I, here, I, here I am fucking bragging, you know, about, you know. Getting like shot at, you survived the fucking bullet wounds. <laughs> yeah, you got shot. Yeah, you got shot. I was like, are you still there? She's like, yep. Damn. Are you yeah. still doing Nerd of Mouth podcast? Yeah. 
that's not suffering at all with with this writing getting yeah. a, a job no we record a few at a time they're always like 20 to 30 minutes oh that's short. cool that's cool all right well you have anything to add about mcdonald's i'm trying to think what else there was are there any secrets or tips or like when you go into mcdonald's are you able to be like oh can i get up so and so like you know what i mean like a like a, a wrestler's handshake to let you know you know what i mean to give no. you a special the real There's deal even the thing of like when um like a cashier like doesn't know something or um you know is slow or new and there's that part of you that like i could help them now it's like, number six it's number six on the button it's top top left but i never want to do that it's like because i remember like like when i started at mcdonald's there was a guy who like came in who used to work there he's like i let me show you the ropes you know like Ugh. it's this right here and that right now. and i was like it's condescending like I mean the main the main thing is like you know and I I know I just said it but I guess it is like the mission statement like just fucking you know that's a human being um and and try to like be decent to that person um I it is like and even like and we glamorize like the spitting in the food that still did rarely happen it wasn't a thing that happened a lot um but yeah I mean that that's I I can't think of that many i mean you know they're in a they're in a bad way right now mcdonald's they're not doing so well no they're thinking of like shutting a lot of places down right oh, yeah. they're trying to go healthy they're trying to do the m cafe like the oh, real yeah. more, more fresh the Mc- oh yeah they've been trying that shit for years that was weird man when i when i, I think I, if it fails like it should fail it means people are more conscious of health and just like this is kind of garbage food and yeah and people it should go away less people want it it shouldn't stay open well you know what it is like it thrived pre the information age mm-hmm. and you know when we talk about this as the information age like certain things almost have to die because once you have knowledge like that's what evolution is yeah you know think of all the heart disease and diabetes and stuff that people had which they could still have but the smarter that the species yeah becomes, the sun's not going out of business because we don't we're not in the sun as much because we know it's cancerous yeah you know it's just like sorry, McDonald. Yeah, yeah. As people recently, because they used to get the information, they don't. Nobody wants to get the information from their parents. You know what I mean? They want to rebel against yeah. what their parents say. But they have this other resource that tells them to eat healthy and skip rope and shit. It's oh, yeah. the internet, and it's like fuck you, mom. You don't know anything. But this WebMD does. And the reality is, like, fast food itself has increased in price. Like, it isn't as cheap as it used to be. True, true. You know, McDonald's doesn't have those like thirty-nine cent cheeseburger sales anymore. At least, not to my knowledge. It's Shonda um but you know and then you even look at like like taco bell does have a dollar menu but it's not that expansive and you know and i also taco bell's regular stuff is under a dollar yeah but uh, not not anymore like i i I was in cleveland and got like a dollar 29 taco really but but the thing is people would rather you know what like i'll just get the fucking chipotle like those places thrive now i mean people like, the people who get left in the dust are I, the lowest low class yeah but i mean they get fucked over on everything and that's its own separate issue i mean that's the one thing that i don't like about doing comedy is that i think that the people that really do need it the most like never get it you comedy? know that person that has to work those two jobs like you know where's their comedy where they're you know they can't even afford to go that's what Ralphie May said. He does two hours on stage. He goes, the average American makes, uh, I think he said, 
I think you said 14 bucks an hour. Yeah. It's like the average, whatever. My ticket after taxes, it's like 10. He goes, my tickets are 20 bucks. He says, you got to work two hours to get here. Then I'll give you two hours back. Yeah. That seems fair. And I was like, that's pretty nice. There's a nobility there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it might just be like, he loves going long, but like. Yeah, that's it too. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously going to be, but it's still, it's like, yeah, the way you put it, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say that that guy is excessive in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Ralphie's awesome. Ralphie is awesome. Um, So is there anything else you want to add or you you want to give your plugs? Uh, Yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, Is there anything we're not getting to that you're like, oh, people should know this about what it's like to work here that I didn't get to yet? I'm trying to think. I mean, not really. I, I I handled, you know, most of it. Um, you could hear the box on the inside when we said large fries. Because you know how it comes back. Yeah. But it, and where you're listening to it, it's clear. It's it's a little, it's not muffled in the same way. You know. Yeah. So And anyway. it was always, oh, that's another thing. Just say hi when you come to the box. Like, it's little things like that. Like, if you want, like, there's nothing wrong with asking for a special order, but just, like, saying please, like, we, I, I know it's weird that I'm saying we, we even yeah. though I haven't worked there in so long, but, you know, like, like, like we, like, you know, we uh, fucking, like, we noticed that. Yeah. That's something, especially, like, if it's, because even if a person came more than, like, twice in a year like i remember them on some level like so you you know oh hey how you doing yeah hey how's it going you have a beard last time yeah cool cool it's not even that but just like uh hi you know but it's literally when someone's like yeah i wanna (laughs) all right yeah somebody said that once over a loudspeaker on a plane he's like you know what they're human beings up there if you could just say thank you when you leave so thanks for getting me there they would probably appreciate it to a pilot yeah i was like yeah maybe you're right to just yeah, do their job it takes the whole time. nothing out of your life thanks appreciate that yeah i saw one time i was in atlanta or somewhere and it was some fast food place and the lady came to the, the window and she was laughing when she came she turned you know she was like yeah you know, I, how can i i'm sorry how can i help and it was the first time i was like oh that's a human being yeah that's a person who <laughs> was having a laugh yeah yeah because you know what it is it's like the i mean most people when it like when a waitress like comes up like you know she's always like how's everybody doing and all that but Oftentimes in the drive-thru, like, you, you know, the drive-thru person will say, like, hey, welcome to McDonald's. But the way that it worked with me, I often was taking people's money while the order was coming. So the person would be talking first before me. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you have to mop up and stuff? I didn't as much. Um, that's, that's more like a front counter thing. Oh. Um, and I did front counter at the beginning, uh, but drive through cash. No, you're just there. That was your calling. Yeah, you. What I had to do was I had to do dishes. That was a fucking pain in the ass. What dishes? Pans and the, shit. Oh yeah, like all the breakfast stuff. Oh, there's of tons of breakfast stuff. Wash it, dry it, get it out of the Yeah, way. I don't know how they do that now with the all day breakfast thing. I heard some McDonald's uh, owner was like, "This is ridiculous. They don't know how. They don't know logistically how it takes to have breakfast all day. Yeah, like we don't have the kitchens big enough for it. Oh yeah, so we're scrambling and falling behind. I'm hearing like a lot of like the places hate it anyway. Uh, people hate change. Yeah, that's, that's true. not the way we used to do it. Like taking uh, golf course reservations by pencil. It was always good enough. And like, hey, I'm yeah. a comic book fan. We love anytime something's changed or is different. <laughs> you guys are the worst of that. No, we totally are because it's the inability to let go. I mean, yeah. it is so. Magneto connected. doesn't have green eyes. He has blue eyes. Yeah. What is this? 
Also never been played by a Jew, even though he's a Jewish character. Never been played by a Jew. Wow. Nope. Neither was Jesus. Oh, wow. Um, uh, <laughs> he might have been played by a Jew at some point, I'm sure. But um, do you ever see the video of... Uh, like, but we made sure that all the people that murdered him were played by Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, the, we got the ones you should be angry at, right? <laughs> uh, did you ever see the video of people throwing sodas in, in uh, uh, drive through people's faces? I can't watch that stuff. What does it do to you? It hurts me. I can't. I can't watch it. I don't even, you know. It's like, like kicking an orphan. Well, here's even the thing with like, I don't even like watching like heckler put downs. Really? Online. Because it's Lama. still like glamorizing the heckler in some way. Even if it's about the comic taking the heckler down. Yeah. Well, one, a lot of those are fucking staged and the comic is just That's trying to get like. No, they said for my show, they're like, somebody, so it was a heckler, somebody said something back real fast. And we should include that. I'm like, no, we shouldn't ever include that yeah. a heckler had anything to do with the show. Yeah. No, you die power. here. You die here. Yeah, because they watch those videos and they're yeah. like, "This yeah. is me time." Never, no, it yeah. should never be glamorized. It's also yeah, but like when I watch those videos of that person, like I'm thinking of like the details that every person I worked with told me about their life. I'm thinking of like the secret Santas that I had. Like I'm thinking of all the human aspects of it. You know, the times that like I would work with someone that live near me and would give me a ride and save me a couple minutes and i i can't i can't enjoy those videos and it uh, it, it, yeah. it's just to me it, it is just poor shaming that's all poor it is. shaming yeah. look at these fucking people because because wait is there a way to do it though with richer people like hitting people at wall street when they come out of work that would be less yeah, but the thing shaming. is that it's never done with richer people no. It's also That's not the, the soda you just got from them that you're just throwing back in their face. Like the Wall Street people aren't handing out sodas. Yeah, I just, I mean, that stuff like, like legit makes me cry. Like I just <sighs> like because it's never, you know, like you're never gonna get like this fulfilling reaction. I mean, it's like fucking bum fights, bum fights. You know, like because what you're supposed to do is look at these bums fighting each other when what you should be doing is who would take two people. And make them do this. Yeah, they're not filming it themselves. No, you look at it like Coliseum style, where it's like yeah. I just want to see a lion kill a human. It's, there's yeah. no second level to it. There's no like, oh no, we do this, yeah. but it's actually the McDonald's. The real animal is the fucking Joaquin Phoenix in the ivory tower, yeah, thumbing down, down yeah. to hope someone dies. And that's the thing. It's like that's the you know, that's the like, I can't, I can't even like. It's hard for me to watch comedy where the person on on stage like never gets a comeuppance or is never like the asshole yeah you know like it's unfulfilling in its own way well you got to put it DePaulo has a really great um joke just in the way it's like brought up where he shows himself to be a a jerk in the in like two or three times in a row in his marriage and then he says something about bleaching assholes and then his wife like calls him the asshole. It's like, wow, you're white enough or something like that. Yeah. And the crowd is like, yeah, like we did it. We got you. Now you're in your place. Yeah. Even though he set up the whole thing. Oh yeah. But it was just technically so sound. The I way love, he did it. But what I love about DePaulo, like, you know, and why he's not that at all. is like, like some of his stuff comes from this place of like a person who like time is like passing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just said like, that the world is changing around him. Yeah. That there's like a humanity and beauty to that that like I I I like I respect. Yeah. Some of it's the world changing around, but some of it's also like he kind of just tries to get people's goat, and that's a fun thing. Oh yeah. And now they're like, how dare you say that? He goes, for the same reason I always dared say it, because of this reaction. 
Yeah. So I mean, your anger's not going to hurt years, me. and you're still like, yeah. <laughs> so he's like still doing his. He's just trolling people on one level. Yeah. And then he's also saying, "But you're right. I know what you mean by that." But he throws the coke in the cashier's face, but then throws it back at himself. Too. Yeah. That's he's right. willing to be the. He's willing to say he's the asshole too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the thing when it's like the comedian is never wrong. Like that's. I just think like the there is no wrong in comedy. It was just yeah. like it's just like oh I might have not hit the right moments here or there, but there's no like art is wrong. Nah, no, no, nah, yeah. I mean, you can't be like, well, this person got really upset. They saw this painting at the Met, and it was about a rape, and it recalled their rape. And it's like, yeah, but the artist isn't wrong. You just don't like this theme, but they're not wrong. And there is no you know, wrong in art. And there's an honesty in bombing too. It's like, well, I tried it. You said no, and okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. There's only response. There's no. There's no uh, uh, reaction. Reaction yeah. doesn't matter. Just response. You get a laugh. You would did it. You don't. You didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Where can people find you? You don't agree with that, or did I not say it right? No, that said it right. <laughs> You could find me uh, at, at McDonald's in three years <laughs> when, when all my money run. Um, when, uh, when You're on Twitter. Do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Mike Lawrence. Uh, okay. MikeLawrenceComedy.com is my site. Uh, I, uh, I wrote this web series called Omnibus, which is about comic books uh, for Geek and Sundry. Wait, wait, that's the site? geekandsundry.com yeah okay. it's like subsidiary of uh, nerdist i think okay i'll put a link to one of them on the on the website yeah for so there's different things like how deadpool became popular and you know there's a thing about uh tony stark's alcoholism um just it was cool they let me pick the topics and What's write a bunch of What's stuff it it's the series is called omnibus o-m-n-i-b-u-s i'm familiar with how to spell omni <laughs> But bus. <laughs> I worked at McDonald's, so I know two. <laughs> Getting employed, two or three things about taking <laughs> taking a bus. Um, Did you get free food? No. Oh, <gasps> I stole like a motherfucker. Okay, okay, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. No, half off, uh, thirty minutes before, after your shift, and during break. But I mean, everybody stole there. Yeah, every like like motherfuckers because you know, and they would have had so much less theft, so much. More food would have stayed there if they had just given it to people. So you didn't have to like hoard as much as you can every time? Dude, I used to put fucking nuggets in my pocket and it burned my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your tots. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll tell one last fun story. Hell yeah. Uh, so there was this woman um, that, that came in. She's in a wheelchair. And, <laughs> yes oh, oh you're gonna hate her oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i love that like my message has been nice be nice to people this fucking deaf whore and, 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 just, I, and, and there's nothing sexist they just both happen to be women to fucking acting all uh, norms um there were lots of male assholes too um tons of male assholes uh, paul's asshole but so this woman um that's like the paul is dead paul's an asshole yeah <laughs> playing reverse so this woman. So she wouldn't like. She had like one of the motorized ones. So she couldn't. She couldn't come in, right? And uh, she was like, "Take my order outside and all that." And I had to come to her, and I did it. And she was mean anyway. And it's like I get you're going through a shitty thing, uh, and you have a lot of anger. Fine, but um, I used to take the bus all the time to college. It was like this small like community bus. It wasn't like a big bus, and it wasn't a short bus. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, 
you know, like if you like a shuttle bus type thing. Yeah. So what happened was like it was always that thing like you knew you were going to be late if you had to pick her up because that was an extra five minutes of getting her on and everything. <laughs> but it was also she was like vicious to the bus driver. Like and she would report to like community board meetings and all that if the bus driver was even like a minute or two late like, oh. trying to get the bus driver fired and all that. So this was like the most fulfilling thing in the world, man. The fucking bus driver one day, she's about to pick her up, right? And then she just moves a little bit moves forward a little bit and what? then the woman in the oh the bus driver moved forward a little yeah bit. and the woman in the mechanized wheelchair like moves forward a little bit then she moves a little bit more then <laughs> you know just like kind of fucking with her uh-huh then she starts driving like as slow as possible and she gets out of the wheelchair no fucking way it had been a fucking roost the whole time Wow. And she gets up and runs after it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. And she's using that to be an asshole to everybody. Yeah. Wow. The balls on that lady. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, she wasn't in transition. She was just. <laughs> that is compartmentalizing yeah. to a nth degree. And I think I'm like, I don't know if the bus driver had heard something or just had an inkling or was like, maybe. Wow. You are such. An awful person that you can't be who you say you are. I'm going to fucking expose you. And Wow. That's like the Jack Tripper, like 80s yeah. like court cases of how someone's faking their, their neck injury. Yeah. You know, drop a, drop a heavy briefcase. Yep. Watch him turn. Like, oh, Case dismissed. It. Case dismissed. No. And then, and then she just had to, like, you know, they said to put the wheelchair on and everything, and she just slumped down and oh, didn't wow. say shit. It was fucking wow. awesome. And it was like like a month or two before I left. And I'm like, I can go now. <laughs> this, this chapter is done. You just had a final two months, like the last part of uh, of uh, Lord of the Rings. We're like, why is this movie not over? Why is there an extra thirty minutes at the end of the third one? Yeah, man. I I remember like when I when I left, like my la- my last day. Yeah, what was your last day of like? work? Question, Ari. Yeah, it was it was weird. Um, but it was fulfilling. I mean, it was scary because you know I was going to new york to be a stand-up comic and who knew how the fuck that was gonna work out like yeah that's terrifying i mean i only did comedy a year and two months before i left but i knew i just had to leave and there were guys in florida like al jackson and ronnie khalil and um who like were in new york and like it encouraged me like just fucking go and when they saw me like a month later like you actually did it like everyone says they're going to you did it but um i remember um just you know my my manager paul he was just like just so you know mackle you know you're always welcome back here oh and that was all the motivation i needed fuck yeah. that's right you're always welcome back like damn it that really is an easy fallback and i remember man. i remember like a few years later my brother who's like an asshole just to fuck with me like we i was in town in florida you know in florida and he like purposely drove me through the drive through and he's like, Hey Paul, it's your old employee Mike. And, <laughs> and I was so afraid like I, I jumped out of the car. That's the same brother from the story you told? Yeah. On my show and that's not happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just watching that. It was really funny. Uh thanks, man. Yeah. Good so job I get with it. I get out of the I get out of the car and um and my brother's like you know and and I'm I'm walking away, but I don't want to go too far away. 
because I still have to go back to the car with my brother. But Paul sees me. He's like, hey, Mike, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> It was like just 10 feet away from like the drive through window. And uh-huh. then I just had to walk back to the car. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's, it's good, Paul. <laughs> it's good. Everything's good. Please don't, please don't offer me the apron. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, man. Yeah. I hope. Uh, Thanks hope for I sharing, dude. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. I think you've probably helped a lot of people that have been through similar um, hardships. Yeah. <laughs> or if they are. I mean, that's. That is the thing. I know you'll get some tweets of like, oh man, I work at, I'm listening to this at McDonald's right now, or I work, I work at one. It's hey, Godspeed, man. It, uh, it, like, that's the thing that's happened too. Like, people who do work there, like, I, like, those are like deep hugs after. I'm like, you're going to get out, you know? I, re- I remember when, when I did, you know, WTF and I, I, I talked about it on there. Like, there was a guy who wrote me like a really, like, fucking powerful email and I, I was just like hey um, if there's any advice you know I'm, I'm fucking like at my end emotionally and I don't know how I can go on and I have a job like that and just I remember like giving him advice and uh, if, if anything that I say or do can make someone feel better about what they're going through then that's, that's fucking awesome then it, it was worth more than the 525 starting 645 <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did get a tip <laughs> hopefully nobody kills themselves after listening to this podcast it'll be well, the opposite end <laughs> they did it was like an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks man good times thanks Mike Lawrence she said how do I know you're not sick you could be some deranged lunatic I said come on tits my name is the prince besides what a lunatic have a Porsche like this she agreed and we were on our way she was looking very good so was I must say word We hit McDonald's Pulled into the drive We ordered two Big Macs And two large fries for Coke She kicked the shoes off Onto the floor She said Drive fast Speed turns me on She put her hand on my knee I put my foot on the gas We almost got whiplash I took off so fast The sun That Was The Episode I hope you enjoyed it Um yeah, thanks, Mike Lawrence. That was cool. I was at his CD recording in Los Angeles like two or three years ago at Meltdown Comics. Um, by the way, is this the week for Nick Yusuf's CD recording? In It is. In San Francisco. You guys, go to, go to San Francisco. It's either Cobbs or Punchline. Nick Yusuf is recording his CD right now. Oh. Yeah, you guys, go do that. Probably Punchline. It's Punchline. Um, where can you get tickets? Go to Nick Yusuf on Twitter. Um, or just go to the Punchline and go get tickets to his new hour. All right, cool. Well, that was the episode. Thank you very much, Mike Lawrence. Episode 247, Mickey D's Notes in the book. <laughs> so stupid. <sighs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Hanukkah's over. It doesn't really matter. So I'm here to tell you Merry Christmas. You don't have to do that happy holiday shit anymore. It's kind of offensive when you think about it. On two levels. One, because Hanukkah doesn't really matter to Jews. It's one of the lowest level holidays we have. Really, there's no even law differences. You can just so drive and cook and all that stuff. It's like one extra prayer during the prayers. During the prayers you're already making. Um, and the rest is just tradition stuff. You know, like latkes. Um but uh, 
it's over now. So when you go happy holidays or say happy Hanukkah now, you're like, no, it's done now, man. And it's, it will have been done by 10 days before Christmas is around. So just say Merry Christmas. I've been doing it. I've been looking people right in the eye and saying Merry Christmas. And my Christmas present to myself is this. I'm going to shave my mohawk off into a reverse mohawk. Longer on the sides, nothing on the top. Who knows if I'll still have that January 6th for my running my hour. 10 bucks. Come on by, you guys, if you're not a comedian or an industry executive. I don't want either of you there. Anybody, if those people want to come see me, come just to the original room sometime. I'm there all the time. Or I'll be at the stand for the next week. <sighs> no, four days till I'm gone. You guys, that's it. I'm, I'm going to miss New York. I really like this place. I'm getting to like it more and more as I'm getting like settled in now. And I really don't want to leave. Maybe it's because the weather's been nice. <sighs> I'm not sure. I'm discovering some new restaurants. I've been editing this fucking storyteller show nonstop for the last month and a half. And I'm just, we just finished our first episode. It looks really good. Henry Rollins and Dan Cummins are going to be in the first episode. And a little tiny story from me. Um, February 23rd. That's when it starts. This is not happening. So tell your friends. Uh, we're going to, th- I think my thing is to release the, the YouTube versions of it like way slower this year have like one of the TV versions out that week, one digital only version, and then space it out. So when the end of the year comes still like every Tuesday, like a new, one new story will be released. But in the meantime, February 23rd on the televisions. All right, you guys, that's it. I should tell a story about McDonald's, huh? Before I leave here. I mean, I used to love it, to be honest. I was raised non-religious. And when I did become religious, my dad was like, no, I'm going to find Jewish Jesus and come back to the, to the Lord. And we couldn't have McDonald's anymore. I got Big Mac attacks for like a while. I, I would have this craving for it. Maybe it's all the sodium and chemicals I put in there, but it is good. But I don't even know. Not anymore. I eat into those fucking burger patties. They're so gross and tiny. And fucking you look at them and they just look like lifeless. You ever leave a McDonald's burger out? Have you ever left a McDonald's burger out like overnight or something or like left and then come back over the weekend and still out? There's no decay in it. It looks just as good as it always did. It doesn't break down. It's just these like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not pesticides, but it's stuff that preservatives, all these preservatives are in there. Man. It's gross. I mean, the fries are good. Me and uh, me and uh, Pete, PDC, we went to in Thailand. We tried McDonald's. Just the fries, just to see if they tasted different. And they did not. They tasted the same. I believe that's the last time I had McDonald's. Anything was the fries, and not even a lot of them. Just a little bit of the fries in Thailand. I didn't want to ruin my appetite. I didn't want to eat a whole thing of fries and not be able to eat some fucking great Thai food, you know, street food or some crazy restaurant I'll never come back to. Instead, have fucking McDonald's. It's gross. They're everywhere. They're in Shanghai and fucking Thailand, Scotland. Ugh, get out of here, McDonald's. Fail already. Just fail already. Anyway, you guys, that's the episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, if you do want that merch, uh, or if you want to use my Amazon link, it's on my site to go do all your Amazon shopping for Christmas stuff or this for Christmas, 25% off my entire store. My merch guy said, JR, it was like just 25% off t-shirts. And I go, no, 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 25% off everything. Posters, t-shirts, last year's t-shirts, 
I know, I said it wrong twice. The first time on by accident, the second time on purpose. Uh, use the code end of the road, um, and that's it, right? Till the end of the year. New tour shirts are coming, being designed by one Kevin Christie. I've seen the early rough draft of the design, it looks killer. Um, those will be out next year, but in the meantime, 25% of everything. Why do I keep saying it, Ari? They got it. All right, you guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Ari Shafir's Kevin Tug, episode 247. Mickey D's over and out. These nuts! Can anybody tell me where I'm playing this song to go out? I think you can. Two reasons.